for the main event, the only <laughs> event that the daddios of the world need. We got Tim Smith, the honored guest. <coughs> I will admit, so I am trying to figure out what clown is that the uh, it clown mask? No, this is the official mayor of clown world mask. Oh, is it right now? <laughs> I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. This is incredible. I'm all for it, man. Yeah, so your Seahawks came up big. Dude, did well, the Lions came up big for the Seahawks, but we also <laughs> came up big too. We came up big in OT, it looked like. Uh, I couldn't watch the whole game earlier because I had some shit I was doing, but man, my God, dude. I was sweating bullets watching the Lions game. Lions versus Packers, though. I was like, dude, I never thought I'd be a Lions fan <laughs> for a day. <laughs> never thought that would happen. They've never won the Super Bowl, have they? Uh, good question. Hold on, I'm doing something real fast. Uh, have they? Have the Lions ever won a Super Bowl? Well, let's see what Mr. Google says <laughs> real quick. Hold on, I'm kind of curious. Lions Super Bowl, has that ever happened? I don't remember. No, not only so. have the Lions never won a Super Bowl, <laughs> they have never even appeared in one. Uh, they are one of four current teams to never appear in the Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean the franchise has been unsuccessful forever. Well, that's not bad. I mean, there are some teams that get to the playoffs pretty frequently, but they don't go anywhere. Like they'll get first round, second round, stuff like that. And they just kind of, it's pretty neat. For the Packers though, it's always crazy. The mentality of a team. All they've got to do is beat some team that's not even in it. They've been eliminated. All they got to do is beat them. And a lot of times they lose. It happens in hockey, happens in a lot of sports, Mm -hmm. something about it. They just can't get up for all they got to do is win one game against the team, not even in the playoffs. And it's, it happens so often. These upsets (laughs) read like last game of the year. (laughs) Oh yeah. But like, what's the mentality behind that? What, like you're going in, you're the Packers. We just got to beat some team that's eliminated and we're in the playoffs and they can't do it. Like what's going on there? I will give Detroit a lot of props, man. Detroit is dude. They, they've been on fire the last eight games they 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 were so terrible for like the first five or six games of the season but they just snapped their fingers they got it together and dude they have a winning record right now and i think they even might be in the playoffs if i remember correctly i I think they might well they got eliminated (laughs) when seattle won so they got eliminated earlier today Oh, did you, oh the Lions did. So if, if Seattle yeah. would have lost, the Lions could have actually beat the Packers and made the playoffs. I got you. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm so happy we're live right now, man. So um, this is cool because we can interact with people on the chat. Do, do you see everybody on the chat, by the way? Do you see um, as someone else? And I, I see as someone else. If you just go to like where it says comments on the StreamYard thing. Yeah, I see them. They got um uh we have the Ravens. Are they in Baltimore? Yeah. I think as someone else, where are you located, man? I, I I couldn't remember if you're located in a foreign country. I think you're in the US though. I think I think as if they're in else Baltimore, in- you're not really located in Baltimore, you're barricaded <laughs> in a building in Baltimore. <laughs> You've got turrets, there's barbed wire fence, you're just trying to survive. It's like walking dead. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, as someone else is in Baltimore. Yep, yep. Uh What's it like? Does Baltimore suck ass as much as the news says it does? <laughs> like, I've always wondered that. Like, because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit talking about Baltimore, and I don't I don't know if any of it's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
high, high crime. My man. Nah, yeah, like on Sim thing. City, that's the part on the map that's red, I think. You want to like reduce the red on the map from Sim City in Baltimore. <laughs> By the way, you know what? You know who we should, you know what? We should be a kind of a free for all right now. We should invite as someone else onto the live stream too. You want to do a three way? Yeah, yeah. See if they can make it. As gay as that sounds, do you want to do a three way? <laughs> hey, um, hey, as someone else, do you want to get in on this uh, on this sexy uh, action right now? If you're bored, this is actually the first time I've ever used Streamyard. Besides the their uh, name time. doesn't make any sense, so they're probably insane. That's the kind of guest we're looking for. Nah, he's he's a pretty interesting kid, man. I, I like it. He's 20 years old, and he's already okay. Never mind. It's just a Zoomer name. It's not going to make sense anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it says it's a oh oh okay. It's a bit late right now, but you can react in my video. Sweet. I need to, I need to start. Um, oh, you talking about reacting to your videos as someone else? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So you're talking about just like, I mean, I need okay, to comment. so he probably has a job, a job at least because he's got to get up tomorrow. Oh, yeah, so no, that's a good start. No, as someone else is a workaholic, man, this kid's a workaholic, dude. I'm just going to call him. I'm just going to call him as. <laughs> this is what I'm going to call him is as. <laughs> Not ass, by the way, as. <laughs> no, with Zoomers, oh, you've really got to try oh, and decipher what they're saying. That's right. He's like, as someone old. else, what does that even mean? But it makes sense to like Zoomers. So, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things you got to look up on uh, what's that thing, Urbanpedia or whatever on Google, <laughs> try and figure out what any of this means. Oh, he's oh, working um, Tuesday. <laughs> no, but my man's a workaholic, dude. So I will admit, young people can learn a lot from as someone else, dude. He's a he's a smart cookie, he's uh, investing heavily. Um, invest in the Vanguard Total World Index. And that's the smartest thing you could do if, if you're young, man, is just diversify early and just hold on to what you got. If you're 21 and you buy one share of VT, you'll have like $3 billion of retirement. <laughs> he has <laughs> no, like time on his side. <laughs> oh, he's going to be so, he's going to be so set, man. He's going to be so set. I'm, I'm proud of the kid, man. I wish I would have started at the age of 20, man, or 21 or 20. I think he's 21. That's right. But he started young, man. I I just want him. I don't want him to turn into a degenerate gambler like everybody else's age, you know. Because he's a smart kid. That's why I think he needs to keep making videos, dude. Because I've seen some of his stuff. It's good. It's good shit. Okay, I'll look him up. Man, guys, subscribe the, to my boy. <laughs> what is he on Amazon? Okay, so he's uh, making stuff happen on Amazon. <laughs> That's why I don't invest. Like, there's a few retailers I'm thinking of investing in, but it's just I don't know what's happening with online shopping. The few retailers that are left, I don't know if they're going to be here in ten years. So I'm just skipping them. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> All right, so Tim, dude, you know what? I want to. Um, I, I feel like sometimes I. Uh, what is it? I'm not a very good interviewer. I got too much ADD. So <laughs> instead of an interview. I don't even like doing interviews anyway. I'm not good at them. So I think we should just make it like, like you know, the Gavin McKenna show is kind of like you're at a bar with a buddy and you're just kind of riffing. You know, that's the well, way I do want do a to. Trump impression like Ryan does. 
uh, Ryan does it way better than I do. My my Trump impression's pretty fucking hack, but I'll do it right now. <laughs> I will admit sometimes when I'm alone at night, pondering my thoughts, I feel like I could become president once again. <laughs> and I could practice Scientology. Now, I'm not the real Trump. I'm the fake Trump. I'm just like fake titties. But I pretend to be real titties. That's all you got to know. I'm fake they're Trump. they're not bad when you think about it. He always says, when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, it's incredible. It's beautiful. And I also do have a Trump pen, by the way. I have a Trump oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I have a Trump. Check this out. Hold on. I'm gonna... Hold on. Simply put, rules work and rules save lives. It's, it's like legit a um it's a it's one of these like hit its head and it's i love it man again. <laughs> i'm a hard i love trump man i love trump i know everybody's like hates him now or whatever but i still love trump man uh, he's he's funny to me he's a great dude he's an interesting i wouldn't say he's the greatest dude in the world but he's a pretty neat pretty neat dude yeah he, i think in, in like 50 years they'll look back as um he was the one who kind of uh, broke down the barriers to kind of get things going. Cause like he didn't like accomplish a lot. Like he didn't build the wall. He didn't do this. He didn't do that, but he kind of brought those things into the conversation. So that way, like, um, you know, I think in 50 years, like, Oh, well, Trump brought this stuff up. It took 20 years to get it together, but he was the one yeah. who kind of introduced it into like the mainstream. Oh yeah. Give me a second here. The Trump pen is gold. <laughs> I remember that infomercial used to come on late at night for Trumpy Bear. It was that teddy bear that kind of looked like Trump. I think that had phrases too. That was that was one of the funniest infomercials ever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what's really cool about this? I have so much power. I figured out on Streamyard. So anybody who enters in, I can yeah. I have to be the one who puts them into the stream. Like they could be in the studio room with us, <laughs> but. I I have the ultimate power to put them in, so I right. actually feel pretty safe. Just to, hold on, I want to copy and paste the guest link real quick, just because I'm just fucking I'm fucking going crazy on the wild side right now. Because <laughs> maybe because you know I mean I figured there's a I don't have a big fan base. Obviously, I'm just a weirdo um, who wears a who wears a tank top. I dude, I love the cl I'm so loving the clown world, by the way. The clown world mask. It's so cool. Oh my god. I felt the New Jersey made it right. It's like New Jersey's kind of become clown world. So I wear the New Jersey shirt. <laughs> dude, fucking glorious right there, man. Incredible. <laughs> All right, let me see. I'm gonna copy. You know, I'm gonna copy that link right now. It's gotta figure out where the link is at. I, I lost the link. It was there. Oh, now it's here. Hold on. Dude, I'm like an old man on Viagra with this shit. <laughs> You're the Joe Biden of live streaming. Oh, I, I am offended. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, actually, that's funny as shit, though. Yeah, you should find... Um, we need someone like Hunter Biden in the stream. Maybe just, um, I don't know, go to like Reddit or something and be like, are you kind of like Hunter Biden? We're looking for someone first. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I oh oh this is so cool. Check this out. I found out another feature. Look at this. I can actually show people's comments. Do you see that comment right nice. there? I can actually show it in the live stream and highlight people's comments. Dude, this thing might be the coolest piece of technology I've ever found. 
And then what I can also on YouTube when they do live streams and people do super chats and stuff. Can you like do that? Oh, super chats. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, so, like, if somebody donated money or something like that, like, say, five Yeah, bucks but right is now. that through YouTube, or do those people use a separate program, those live streamers, and then it ends up on YouTube? So, super chats, I believe, are directly through YouTube when they donate the money, but you can actually use things like StreamYard to be, like, to expose it, like, on the screen. Like, let's say VT for the oh, win okay. was, like, let's say VT for the win happened to be... um a five dollar donation i'd be like you know what let's expose the comment because they gave us five dollars and be like hey vt for the win five dollars thank you <laughs> you know stuff like that um but um yeah this is cool i like being able there to were live uh, streamers who made they're basically uh made their entire future off that deaf herd trial they would just live stream that for eight <laughs> hours a day and people would be sending them super chats hey what do you think is going to happen next what does this objection mean and they'd just be sitting there all day collecting cash yeah <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It's fucking cool. <laughs> oh, this Yo. guy clicked the link. I think he's coming in. Hey, if dude, if hey, ask someone else, man. If you want to come in, man, join this orgy. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a sweaty it's a sweaty man orgy right here. So <laughs> it's not it's not what you want. It's what you need. <laughs> Fantastic voyage. That's basically. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tim. Uh, I got to admit, so I recorded, it's funny, I recorded like 10 videos earlier, I've yet to upload them, but I got bored and I was like, I looked, I looked into StreamYard because I know Strongman and Strongman Personal Finance uses it all the time. And I was like, what the hell, why don't I use it? So here we are, man, we're using StreamYard instead of, uh, instead of Zoom. I love it. Yeah, Zoom is a little tricky. It cuts back and forth. It's like editing like Scorsese. It's just yeah. like bam, bam, bam. I like that we're both on the screen. Hey, he's on. He's in this. He's in the studio. Check it out. I don't know if you see him All in right. the studio. Oh, hold on. I'm going to add him to the stream. Let's just add him. I don't what? live stream. Well, you do now. You clicked on the link. <laughs> hey. Hello. What's going on? I'm doing good. Hey, man, Baltimore. dude. No, I'm just glad you're on here, man. So what? Hey, ask someone else. What do you want to say? Say whatever you want, man. Start spark oh. up, spark it up. I've been reading this. Basic economics. Basic economics nice. by Thomas Sowell. Ooh, I don't, I don't know if you know that book. I've heard of Thomas Sowell though. I, huh? I think uh, I don't think I've read the book though. I don't think I've read the book though. I have uh, this book right here. <coughs> Basic. Uh, what is it? The general theory of employment, interest, and money. Oh, dude. Holy crap. Yeah. Damn, you're just busting out these books, man. No, it's good to read, man. Personal education is important, brother. The Road to Serfdom by F.A. Heydrich. The Road. Oh. The road Did you about? just buy those because they look thick and heavy? You might have to throw them at someone at your door in Baltimore <laughs> to break in. Smart Capitalism man. and freedom. Holy crap. Capitalism by Freedom by uh, Morton Freeman. Have you given communism a shot at least? <laughs> <laughs> I got Austrian Ec Economics by uh, Stephen Hartz. Holy crap! You're you're like Michael Malice level territory, dude. He, dude my man's a my man's an economic genius right here, man. I think as someone else might be like the next Warren Buffett or something, but <laughs> the Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. <laughs> Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. Yep. Oh, dude, it's a classic. It's so big. It's so big. 
Where do you get most of your books, man? I get them from Amazon. Oh, Amazon, nice. I do. I go to the Goodwill, man. Yeah. <laughs> Goodwill's like a, the ultimate thrift store, but dude, oh, I live how in do a I flip community. my camera? Oh no, I can still see you. How do I flip my camera? Never mind. Okay. Oh, you broke it. No, I'm trying to flip my camera. <laughs> oh, flip it! I got you. Yeah, I you, said you broke it. I have oh. all these books up here. Are you, are you buying all these books or are you just swiping stuff out of the Amazon truck? <laughs> <laughs> Most of them I bought, but there's some of them were given to me. Like the World Atlas. I mean, they given... fell out the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got this one by uh, Real Life Lore. Answers to que- oh, let me see. Answers to questions you never asked. Real Life Lore. Have you ever heard of him? Uh huh. YouTuber. Strong man, personal oh, finance. Strong Stop man's being book. A loser. Yeah, that guy's got his own book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I haven't read it, but it looks pretty good. Retired before mom and dad. Rob Berger. I dig. I dig. Did that guy yeah. kill his parents or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Federalist Papers by the founding fathers. Oh, get it. I got Why a lot of you books. have led the January 6th insurrection? We could have had a coup. <laughs> Instead, we had that guy with the buffalo horns. <laughs> oh, Bogle on mutual funds. Yo, Jack Bogle? Mm-hmm. Yes. John Bogle on investing. Mm. And then I have John Bogle's successor, Jack, Jack Burnin. Oh, the- the other CEO of Vanguard. Oh, I dig it. I dig yeah. It. You got I got a lot of Vanguard Michelle books. Obama book? Uh, small, little book of Common Sense Investing by oh, John I, Bogle. I, I listened to the uh, audio book uh, of, of that one. Damn good. Hold Enough on. by John Bogle. John Bogle is my favorite <laughs> author. I what love John Bogle. Best no author. one's ever been more ready to win the lottery than you are. <laughs> <laughs> if you just got $20 million, you're ready to go right now. Yeah, I just read John Bogle. I love John Bogle. One of my so, favorite authors. <laughs> Do you got um, any books by Charlie Munger? Uh no, I don't. I was thinking about getting uh Poor Man Poor Man's Almanac. I was thinking about getting that one. Yes, Charlie Munger, man. I don't think he has any books directly published about by himself, but man, he's got like so many books about his theories on investing that are pretty incredible. Oh no, he published one book. It's called oh, Poor, Char- Poor Charlie's Almanac. Oh, okay. I guess he did. Okay. I that's thought his he book. didn't. Oh, okay. That's, that's his book. I looked it up on uh, online. It's the only book he published. I love it. Warren Buffett has not published a single book, but Charlie Munger has. Yeah, but Warren Buffett's written like a million pages of those shareholder newsletters. Yeah, so what they do is they put, they have a book. His uh, daughter actually put a bunch of his, the shareholder letters in a book. So his yes. daughter wrote the book. I but, love it. But it's Warren Buffett technically writing it. See, so this organized them into yeah, chapters. It's sweet, beautiful discography compilation. <laughs> yeah. Dave Ramsey would say you're spending too much money on books. He's a guy <laughs> yeah, I probably am. I, I really do. I'm older books. than you, boy. I'm older <laughs> than you. <laughs> Dave Ramsey's like, Dave, Ham- Dave Ramsey's a scammer, man. <laughs> With this actively mad mutual funds. All right, I got a question yeah, for you. I got a question. on those things. Like one percent, guys. Quick question: Gun to your head. All right, gun to your head. Who, if you were to go with one grifter, one known grifter, you know they're a grifter. Who, who would you follow in a cult out of all the grifters that you know of? Ooh, that's who a hard be, one. Who would you be willing to actually 
Because I have to think about this one. I don't even know the answer. I'm thinking Dave Ramsey. I know he's just terrible <laughs> with his advice, but I'm going to go with Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is your grifter to follow in a cult. I like it. What about you, Tim? What are you feeling? Uh, I only recently finally you know, bought what people were saying about Ben Shapiro, about him being a grifter. Because I still kind of like him. So I'll go, uh, I'll probably go Ben Shapiro or um, maybe he's like Jacob California. <laughs> yeah, or maybe Jacob mm. Wall, you know, he's a lobbyist, but he's like an open mm. grifter. He's like, yeah, I made money off this ominous bill. <laughs> tough break people. So I either go him or Shapiro, one of the two. Yeah. Part of I, I've heard go. of Ben Shapiro. I watched, I used to watch some of his videos when I was younger, but not anymore. But <laughs> you've, you've passed Ben Shapiro. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Ben Shapiro. I just want to let you know that um, I just really want to talk really as fast as I can right now. And I just want to let you know that um, I, I'm really uh, not a big fan of um, uh, the liberal tears. Um, I, don't want to... <laughs> I, I love doing Ben Shapiro impressions though. Yeah. You know, video just went to two and a half times speed. I don't know if you did that on purpose. <laughs> you know, uh, freedom tunes, freedom tunes. Huh? Heard of him? He he makes a Ben Shapiro impression every every episode almost. Oh, I, I love it! Oh my god, I'm going to write that down. Hold on, I got my notepad here. Freedom Let's... Tunes, look him up. He's funny. He's got my Donald Trump pen here, real quick. Uh, type up the Liberty. Delusion is over. <laughs> <laughs> so type up Freedom Tunes. Freedom Tunes, all right. Okay, Freedom type tunes. up um, what's Liberty Pen? Another person I listen to. Liberty Pen, all right. Uh, yeah, and then. I guess just type up Morden Freeman. That's an economist. He's dead now, but Morden Freeman. And I would type up uh, Thomas Sowell. He's still alive, but he doesn't post any videos. But he's 92 years old. Thomas oh, Sowell. Yeah. yeah, isn't it weird that Thomas Sowell, like everyone talks about him all day and no one can <laughs> find him. Like he's not, he doesn't have any social media. There's people <laughs> who post like his quotes all the time, but he does. He did like one interview like 30 years ago or something. No one can find the guy. He, ma- he makes interviews with the Harvard Institute, the Herbert Inter- Institute of California. I think it's in California. I don't know. And um, I watch his videos on the Herbert Institute. You can only find him on there. Okay, that's where he, he rarely is. does interviews. So Yeah, that's just weird because people talk about him a lot. But there's just like not a lot out there on him. So you don't even know if he's alive or what happened to him. <laughs> he's 92 years old. He's still alive. He's still making books. I'm going to read, I'm probably going to read The Visions of the Anointed, or uh, no, Conflict of Visions by Thomas Sowell. I'm about reading that one. Right on. So it's about the unlimited vision versus the not limited, or the unlimited vision is more like the liberal vision, like people can do no harm, and like the conservative vision, which is conserving the power of the government. People can do harm, let's limit how much power people can have. So it's called Conflict of Visions. Very Curtis Yarvin converted me to monarchism. So that's where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh so. man, I was thinking about it. You know, um, why? So, dude, you're you're. I know you're 21, man. So, yeah, I'm 21. Yeah. So, Tim, why? Why do you, Tim? Tim, and uh, as someone else, why do you guys think Gen Z? is so into communism like is it just a rewriting of history by adults or adults rewriting history to make communism sexy or like i think i know why but i'll let tim respond yeah i want to i want to hear tim why do you think why do you think the youngins have fallen into the communism hellhole like when there's so much proof that it sucks ass i'm trying to figure it out i mean i I fell into that 
probably in my, my late teens, early 20s, but I was mentally ill. And so I don't understand why these people are in it because they don't seem mentally ill. They like most people seem to have decent families and uh, they seem a lot healthier than me. They're taller, more attractive, have more money. So I guess it's just the influence of college professors. And I guess yeah. there's no consequences because a lot of them run student loans. There's no there's no way to test any of this stuff. They're just taking courses on student loans. Some of them have jobs, though. I guess they don't look at their paycheck and see the taxes. I don't know. But I know I was because I was mentally ill. I don't know what anyone else's excuses were. <laughs> All right. I mean, so what Morton Freeman explains is the reason why people like socialism or communism or whatever is generally you have teachers that teachers are, are the most influential people generally for a student. I nailed you know, we it. Follow, we, follow, <laughs> we follow teachers, right? And the way society is organized is teachers are on the top and they have teachers unions and they have labor unions. And it's a pyramid shape. <laughs> so it, it's shaped like a socialist system. And so they advocate for that pyramid shape more than a capitalist system where the consumer's on top instead of a teacher on top. So, but my, know, question more... is what, my question is, what is the breaking point? Because all these teachers and professors, a lot of them come from wealthy families, especially professors. Yeah. Like you'll have someone who tweets all day. And you think they're communists and you find out their family owns like 9% of Pepsi. They have like mansions and they all fly. Like one of them, the university I went to is big on the environment that he does. He's, he's a history professor, but he thinks he's like a climate expert. He does these big lectures. And the moment he gets any time off, he flies his entire family to Hawaii to go to the beach on a jet. And I've confronted him about this. He has no answer. He's just like, well, you know, I'm only one person. So what is the breaking point between these people wanting to live an elite lifestyle and they're at, and the communism they keep talking about? Well, they, it would just kind of stay like it is. Well, I think there's money flooding into the climate change movement and stuff like that. So yeah, but they, they take wanna... the money and they buy cars and they fly to the beach on a yeah. jet. It's like they don't just sit there eating like you know, sweet potatoes all day and meditating. So they love spending money. They love wine. They love caviar. So they want to be rich. They love rich right. people, but all day they tweet about how much they hate rich people. So what's the breaking? Will this just go on forever like this? I guess so. I mean, there's, there's no end to the madness. That's okay. As long as the stocks are still going, I can get dividends. Then tweet away. I don't know. With really these Keynesians in power, I think they will be. I, I think these stocks will go up. So that's okay. They can talk about the climate all day then. As long as my dividends keep flowing, climate, climate away, people. I just buy index funds. They're so tax efficient that I don't really care about the dividend yield. I just they'll go up in 40 years. So well, yeah, what's beautiful is the dividend there there are dividends that are paid out through like the VT and stuff. Yeah. And like so the dividend raises as well as as the as the uh, natural value of all those companies raise as well. I'm, I'm, ter I'm explaining terribly right now, but yeah, companies um, produce things that have value. Yeah, productive assets, man. That's all that matters. Yeah. The only thing that scares me about massive, massive diversification is how much garbage, how many garbage companies are yeah. in the certain ones. But I, I'm still, I'm still an advocate of the VT though, because yeah. it's within a very good valuation right now. And yeah, I there's a people, P ratio of 15, I think. Oh, beautiful. 15 times price over earnings is sexy, man. It's yeah, sexy. that's really good. I'm God saying to myself, that's amazing. 15 times earnings. The U.S. market, I think, right now has uh, 26 because it dropped recently. Oh, yeah. The earnings have been kind of crappy on the U.S. companies. So, so. The people have been selling faster than what the earnings have been dropping. And so now it's 26. Mm. That's, what I, that's what I'm seeing anyway. Observing from the VOO. 
crowd <laughs> or v, VTI. I should say VLO is uh, the S and P 500. That's 80% of VTI, which is the total U S market. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah, buying the banks and credit card companies. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I love banks, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm Ben Shapiro. I'm Jewish. Yeah. I, I got <laughs> some of my, my like 401ks got this weird Vanguard fund and I got my regular VT fund. So that's what I got. <laughs> now you're a smart lad, dude. And I'm going to, I, I don't even want to try to sway you outside of it because the VT, yeah. dude, if you just keep piling on those logs, man, it's like, just keep piling the money into the VT. You'll be fine. Oh yeah. My, uh, my 401k is just the S and P 500 and my, then my, uh, my regular accounts is BT. <laughs> That's, well, smart. Guys... That's smart as fuck, dude. You still, oh, well, do, you guys, do you guys know what a uh, financialism does with index funds? He'll take one, like, let's say there's a big loss, like in the last year or so it went down. He'll take that one. He'll sell it and buy an almost identical index fund that just has a different name. And he'll write the <laughs> losses off on his taxes. to get a tax credit for the loss and just buy a different like S and P index fund. That's basically the same stocks, but a different company. And then he just, and he says it's a, he see, he, he does it, but he's like, it is a bit of a legal gray area. We're not sure, but he's never been like audited or anything. So that's, so if you lost money, sell it, buy another one. That's basically the same index and write it off on your taxes. That's an amazing strategy. I never thought about that, dude. <laughs> I just because so many index yeah. funds are just all the same companies. Just sell yeah. the one you lost, buy the other one. Probably went down the same amount. Buy it at the same price the one you just sold, and get a tax credit on the loss. That might be the greatest example of Occam's razor in the fucking world. It just that's it's it's right under your nose. That's the simplest. That is the best way to tax. Oh, oh my! There's solving problems on the Michael Garza show. Dude, that's like I, my mind is blown by what I just heard. I feel like that's so funny. My mind. I listen to music on a '90s disc man, so I'm not distracted by phones or MP3s. I can come up with brilliant ideas like that. That's brilliant. I didn't think about that at all. I uh, did. I'm throwing away my phone. I just realized <laughs> this thing is this thing has killed my creativity. It's. I got a case on it. Don't worry. It's okay. You should watch my video on um, <laughs> oh, the general theory of uh, money, employment, whatever. That one's so my fa- best video I've ever made on Wait, YouTube one, by far. One more time. I want to hear it because I do want to. It, it's called the general theory of something, something. Uh, just look it up on my YouTube channel. Yeah. General theory. Yeah. Of... It's a, it's a book review, but oh, got I, you, I, got you. I go up with like ec- an economic rant. It's a very good economic rant. Oh, Tim Smith, basic, what are you drinking right now? Basic boy? economics. <laughs> I don't know why I just called you boy, by the way. I was like, boy. <laughs> no, it's not vodka. So, you know, don't even worry about it. <laughs> I honestly thought it was. I was about ready to join you here. I'll, I'll hell, I'll join you anyways. I'm a, I'm a bit of a mild alcoholic. I ain't going to lie. Oh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water. You're smart. You're smarter <laughs> than all of us right now. You see, this, I, dude. This kid is so ahead of the curve, by the way. It, 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 I, I'm just honestly happy to see that the youth, the youth, you are like the G, you are Jesus, Gen Z Jesus, by the way. <laughs> by the way, you're, you're Gen Z, Gen Z. It's so interesting to me because you listen to my brothers and they're like socialists. Oh, your brothers are. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. funny. I love it, man. So, yeah, your title of your next video should be. Dot dot dot. So I started a REIT on Mars. That's your next step. <laughs> Start a REIT on Mars. 
<laughs> I need to start a crypto coin. That's that's my next yeah, Elon a... Elon Planet Mars. <laughs> oh my god. Man, that's yeah, right a... now all you got is all you got is the Elon Musk estate on Mars and it's got a pool, not a lot else, but that's all you need in a REIT. It's just the, his house. The capital's going to be Musk or whatever and then like <laughs> I, I just can't imagine like his net worth gone down by twenty billion, I think, in the last few months. I, I don't know exactly how much it went by down by, but I think it's like twenty billion at least. <laughs> Maybe even more than that. Because Tesla stock's down like almost sixty percent. So I don't think he cares. What's he gonna do with that twenty billion? There's actually like some limits on how much um you can like literally spend if you tried to spend all your money. He's not gonna <laughs> yeah. have time to spend it. There's not enough hours in the day. So he's doing stuff that rich people should be doing, like buying Twitter and like kicking <laughs> half the staff out. It's like when those two Italian guys bought the UFC and made it better like 20 years ago. That's what rich people should be doing, <laughs> buying stuff, making it better instead of, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What's Bezos doing? Is he like a good boss? Like, what's he like in the break room? Does he have like a coffee machine for you guys or anything? Well, Bezos left in 2019. So I, he's, he's not even the boss of Amazon anymore. That's what I can tell. Doesn't he still own a lot of shares, though? He's still a big owner of Amazon. Yeah, he's a board director, I think. He owns 10% of Amazon shares. Smart. Smart man. So he's a board director, but he's not uh, uh, he's, a, he's an owner, but he's not a CEO anymore. He doesn't care about managing as much. He has Blue Origin now, or whatever, as his company. He's managing. See, so. he's doing the wrong stuff. He's buying yachts that are getting stuck in canals in Europe. Like, that doesn't help anyone at home. Buy an MMA organization. Kick um, dumb people out of Twitter. Like, kick half the staff out with their smoothies and their salads. The and thing is, I feel like it's not possible enough to justify his, his buying of t Twitter. I know Strongman made a rant on this. He's like, <laughs> oh, Elon's a clown. He's going he's gonna to lose all his money or whatever. Yeah, but you know, on Citizen Kane, they tell him, uh, you lost a million dollars on your newspaper this year. It's like, yeah, I lost a million this year. I'm going to lose a million next year. I'm going to use it. I'm at the, this rate, I'll lose all my money in 100 years. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, he's going to die before he loses all his money, I think. But if Elon's crazy, he'll lose all his money before he dies. But who knows? I do think that he overpaid for Twitter, but he tried to improve the platform by doing it. So, whatever. But. I think Twitter was going to crash even before Elon bought it. Honestly, he sort of waited. I would have just waited. Then I would have kicked out the management. Yeah, but <laughs> it's all for the cloud. It's for the um, – <laughs> like they were talking about making stuff like Twitter and Facebook public utilities because it's like so much part of the public square and everything. Hmm. So he was just doing it for the cloud. He's like, I own I own everything everyone's saying right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you hear that Mark Zuckerberg owns 90% of the voting shares of Facebook so no one can outvote him? Dude, that's fucking smart. <laughs> he lived in China, so he married a Chinese foreigner. He's trying to get it in China. And then not only that, he owns 90% of the voting shares. So even if you buy like a stock that's Facebook, right? It's mm -hmm. not actually a voting share. It's a non-voting share. You own the profits of Facebook, but you don't actually own the voting rights of Facebook. So you can't be on the board of directors or anything. Oh man, it's how many shares short were shit. you of board of directors? <laughs> the board of directors? I mean, they, they get Do to they the, side the conference call at least. <laughs> I guess you could go to the conference call, but you don't have any say in anything. <laughs> you don't get that. You, you get to ask a question. <laughs> That's actually it's, smart of Zuckerberg to do that. Think about it. You yeah, make you your company public so well. Oh, say what? 
He can control speed so well. I think of a when I think of a, a non-voting share, I think of Puerto Rico. How they send rep- representative in Congress and they can't vote for anything. That's exactly how I think of a non-voting share. <laughs> Facebook's the Puerto Rico of social media. <laughs> yeah, he did that. Oh with his my investors. God. You're just you... Puerto Rico when you buy a share of Facebook. I was gonna say you guys are blowing my mind right now with everything, dude. I'm like, I'm seeing the world through a new lens. And yeah, I always think of the world so differently. <laughs> I'm afraid right now, man. I don't like the way the world's looking. But um, <laughs> I do like the fact that Mark Zuckerberg has effectively created a dictatorship. Like, he's that's very all, smart. I love company. his dicta- his dictatorship's amazing. I, I have to give props to him for making a dictatorship, a de facto man. dictatorship. <laughs> Do you guys think the metaverse is going to cr- do you, you guys think the metaverse is going to be the downfall of uh the meta company which is Facebook mm-hmm. but do you guys think it's the downfall or do you think it's just the beginning of a, a new beautiful era of shit I don't 3D think the graphics? metaverse will exist in the way that Mark Zuckerberg envisions but I do think he's going to buy out more companies <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry about that <laughs> I mean he's big enough he could just buy whatever smaller software development companies that are doing it Yeah I mean good. he I don't even think his vision's going to come to light I think people are so visionary on certain technologies. They just—I feel like there's a lot of hype with technology, and there's a huge investment bubble economically in California, and this is going to mm. pop eventually within my lifetime or within the next lifetime. It's going to pop, and the economy of California is going to be a mess. <laughs> and I love my—I love my home state of California. I used to live there, beautiful state, but I don't live there anymore, sadly. But. Uh, yeah, it's ran by Clown World, man. As my it boy is. Tim Smith is showing right now, yeah. Clown World. He's showing the Clown World. Well, it I think like two months there. ago, I talked to someone from India about the metaverse, and they're like telling me metaverse is the next big thing. Everyone's gonna have a virtual reality set. Everyone's <laughs> gonna be in virtual reality. It's gonna be huge. I'm like, okay, I'm in Canada. It's like if I was in India, I would think that because why would you want to leave your house? Why would you want to go outside? It's like a nightmare. It's like a hellhole. Canada people, I want to go to the park right across the street. No one wants to be in the metaverse in Canada. If you're in some nightmare country, then yeah, you're going to want to spend 20 hours a day in the metaverse and just get stuff delivered to you, never leave your house for any reason. But I'm like, this is only going to be big in your country. I was trying to tell them that. So I think metaverse will take off in some places, but US, Canada, I don't see it as much. Probably not Europe either. I I lived in Maine and it was freaking six feet of snow. (laughs) I didn't want to go outside terrible <laughs> too much snow we like you don't like the snow no i don't like the snow it's terrible <laughs> i just shovel it all it's great i didn't even man. i didn't even get to see my driveway i didn't even know what my driveway was until it melted for like three months we had the driveway we didn't even know what it was That's fucking crazy <laughs> holy shit it was so funny we're like we bought this home or somebody bought this home i was living in right and then we didn't even get to see the driveway even though we bought the home and so we just didn't get to see the driveway for the first three months we owned a home. It was hilarious. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. You might want to delete that when you edit this video because that's going to give Stephen King another book idea for me. <laughs> time it snowed so much, it was terrifying. And we don't need any more Stephen King books. Imagine there's just arms coming out of the road. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King's going to do a snowman horror book. Here's this. Just end the story. <laughs> that's so funny. I never thought about like. Did you Dude, ever I see him up it. there? I heard he's a recluse. I don't know. <laughs> Here, I'm going to give you guys just. Uh, I'll, I'll be back in just a second. Uh, I'll, I'll, you guys take the floor. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. 
Baltimore. Yeah, I just had some oysters from there. They were shipped from the East Coast. We got West Coast oysters out here. The East Coast ones are like a little bigger. Uh, some people like them more. I can't really tell the difference, but a lot of people are into like East Coast oysters. But but uh, what else do I know of Baltimore? Crab, crab bisque, lobsters. Yeah, they have a lot of weird stuff in Maryland. Maryland's a weird state. Is that where they have Old Bay Spice? Oh, yeah, they do. We, yeah, I got I Old, Old Bay wings. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Old Bay. What We're talking about Old from? Bay Spice and lobsters in, in Baltimore. What province are you from? I'm on the know. west coast, like uh, near Vancouver. I'm on like the far. Oh, okay, west like coast. British Columbia, probably. Yeah, I'm from Vancouver Island, so I'm in that area. Oh, okay, yeah, British Columbia. I don't know. I've been wrong. But... <laughs> Where, what I'll part of California are you? At, or are you from? Uh, oh, I, I lived in Alameda for for a few years. Where's that again? Alameda's next to San Francisco. Well, across the bay from San Francisco. Okay, yeah, do you ever okay. join Alameda Research? Oh, uh, to... <laughs> no, but I, I've heard of it. It's a pretty terrible company. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I, I, put all my mon- I put all my money in SBF. <laughs> I should have put it in the VT, not SBF, man. That's... <laughs> the SBF. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I need to, like, make some. Okay, so I do want to make um, a few videos that I want to make fictional indexes. Like, I want to make the SBF index. <laughs> it would consist of um, nothing but Facebook and robin hood stock and that would be it that would be, a, that would be the funny. sbf index that's you should put on like a wig and glasses like kathy wood and uh, do like your own indexes <laughs> do like a funny voice and just like it's a different person holy fuck oh that would be amazing my god i want to pretend to be michael sailor and talk about crypto all day yeah become a sailor <laughs> Hey guys, so like would, crypto is totally that guy's crazy. Please. He's like sell everything <laughs> and buy Bitcoin. That guy's absolutely crazy. Like, can you please like sell your home and then buy more Bitcoin <laughs> so I can at least so that pumps up my position a little bit so I can sell? Please, thank you. Out. So crazy. Michael Saylor's the craziest person I've ever listened to on finance. I, I just there's he all his advice is terrible. <laughs> uh, it's sell everything, bad. buy Bitcoin. Dude, you can't get all in on an asset that's not it's not an asset because it's it, 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 it's a piece of an algorithm. Like people if, if people were honest with themselves, crypto is a piece of an algorithm that is open source and can be copied by many people. You can create your own cryptocurrency because the whole source code's there. Dogecoin is a complete carbon copy of Bitcoin, except for mm-hmm. instead of being rare within the, the little blockchain they've got millions of little stupid dogecoin <laughs> things or billions or however the fuck it was brilliant, the whole thing is brilliant. it's just like I, I think if people ask themselves you got to ask yourself the question does this have actual value and if the answer if you have trouble in trying to figure out if it does it probably doesn't have you know what i mean if you're like huh i wonder if crypto Something that exists in a fucking algorithm <laughs> is worth more than fucking gold. And I had uh, Michael Saylor said it's the new gold. It's <laughs> worth more than gold. I'm like, dude, the amount of shrooms in the crypto community that they're getting a hold of is beyond me. And I, yeah, crypto- what kind of drugs are they taking? I want to know. I go on Reddit forums just to laugh because I love the dude. If you, if you get bored, go to go to Reddit crypto channels, uh, not ch- channels, but Reddit, you know, those little subreddit crypto spaces. It is the biggest echo chamber 
because they they talk about fud like they're like hey we don't talk about fud here you know it's like it's like uh what was it fear uncertainty and doubt i guess is the acronym or whatever dude they they can't handle reality is the problem they can't handle the fact that they have put hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars or whatever into something that is so fucking imaginary they're like a college student who, who majored in the wrong thing and don't get me wrong, we're all guilty of this, by the way. Yeah, I'm very guilty of doing shit yeah. like this in my life. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. I so think at some level. Just for your crypto ETF so far, we've got mushrooms, like companies <laughs> who do experiments in like psychedelic mushroom companies. Craft dinner because that's what you're going to be eating. And it's some company that makes tarps. Like you know when people set up like a tent city that they live in, you're going to need tarps. So at least I'd start with those three things, and maybe someone who like has like a dorm room read or something. <laughs> Tim, you are either a visionary or one cruel bastard. I don't know. <laughs> Have you been listening to uh, Jay Nagy on the whole like SBF oh. situation? I, you know, I don't really watch Jay Nagy as much as I watch uh, my boy uh, Strongman Personal Sexy. Oh, but, he's uh, hilarious! You gotta, you gotta watch Jay Nagy. That is, he's so funny. And and uh, he's an interesting dude. I've seen him and Strongman uh, riff together uh, on a few live streams before. Oh, his independent videos are even funnier. His whole SBF video, <laughs> he's like, "You gotta sell some of that, uh, <laughs> some of that ass in jail or something." To SBF, he said. So, how loose do you think his ass is? Well, he's gonna go to a Lux prison. We're not. He's not even gonna get ass pounded. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's get gonna, to a white collar prison. But, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be hanging out where Bur- wasn't Bernie Madoff in like a really sexy prison or something? Yeah, he he died in 20, uh, 2021, But yeah, I think he was in North Carolina. Yeah, in prison. So yeah, I think he's gonna end up in North Carolina like a uh, Bernie Madoff. I heard it may have actually been Here's worse, like Bernie. with the n- number of victims. I think it was like two hundred times the number of victims with the SPF scandal. Dude, it's bad. Like people, the, the media downplays it so so much. Like I'm surprised they're not like out with pitchforks. Like I'm I, like when when the whole Bernie Madoff thing happened, they acted like he was the dick devil. You know, they thought he was like <laughs> they thought he was like devil incarnate. But then SBF comes along. He's like, I'm sorry, you guys. I like didn't know the eight billion was like totally like put into FTT token and FTX token and <laughs> Alameda Research. And like, uh, I'm sorry, my girlfriend who loves Harry Potter was totally using a lot of the funds to. Oh, did you hear his girlfriend uh, talk about how she built a hierarchy? Uh, a what? Hold on, a hierarchy, a hierarchy? Of, like, of, of, of orgies. Like she was higher up than all the employees. Did you hear really? that in the news articles and stuff? What? Whoa! What? <laughs> That's because she was the only girl there, though. Yeah, she was talking about how you have to be superior to all your employees or something. And how you, you build it based on based on interactions to your employees closely, you know, really closely. That is, I don't know what to say right now. So, are you saying that she was the only chick there, and she was getting banged by a bunch of software engineers? Is yeah, it was, was like was a big on? party. Let's say party. It's an orgy. Yeah, just a yeah, total yeah, orgy. yeah. And uh, Coffeezilla made a video on it. It was hilarious. Coffeezilla made a video on it. I don't know I don't if know. you saw it. I kind of respect uh, Sam Bankman Fried at this point. I call him Fried. I don't know why I call him Fried. Yeah. I know it's Freed, but it's so much fun to just call him Fried. He, I don't know he why made a bunch of things. orgies in the Bahamas, and he started a crypto company, and he, he's crazy. 
Dude, he's actually, you know, it's it's funny. I think about it sometimes, and I thought I thought to myself the other day, Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. I thought Jordan was a grifter, like a pretty mm-hmm. bad one, but SBF, like, I think he watched Wolf of Wall Street and said, I could do it 100 times better. <laughs> he was inspired. <laughs> yeah, he was inspired. He did, you know what's Jordan- funny? My aunt wa- watches that movie and said I should watch it and said I should be inspired by the Wolf of Wall Street. And then myself, what? Uh, first off, people should watch you and be inspired by you, man. You're you're cooler than Jordan Belfort in my book, man. I just I'm thinking to myself, the Wolf of Wall Street, one of the worst people ever. He, he yeah. just completely scammed so many people. Total pump, dude, pump and dump all day, baby. Oh man, you should put you, you're gonna be a Jordan Belfort of VT. You're gonna call up people. Hey, guess what? Hundred thousand dollars. Turn around, and pump your, and then dump your. VT I don't even like to this. talk about index funds on my channel. I don't talk about investing at all on my channel anymore. I just talk about economics now because I read economics videos and I I I I make like uh what is it called book reviews on my channel. That's all I do. I give opinions on the books. I, I only I only talk about what I know. Yeah. So like that's what I do. I, I make book reviews now because that's all I really know. <laughs> Anything I so know, you're like, you're I going would... in like a different direction than the Kardashians went. <laughs> yeah, Kardashians okay. will comment on things they don't know about, and then they'll be okay. more popular for it. I did the opposite. I'm, I'm completely guilty. unpopular. I'm guilty of this sometimes. Like I, I have a sh- like for instance, there will be things that I have maybe a fifty percent knowledge base on, but I'm like, fuck it, I'll wing it. But I, I'm pretty truthful about it. I'm like, I'm like kind of like halfway through and like i don't think i know what i'm fucking talking about i've done that in a few videos of mine where i'm like i don't fucking know what i'm talking about i thought i did uh, i'm fucking i'm lost <laughs> yeah what but, i'll um, do is i'll read a book and now I'll, I'll reread it kind of like review it and now and now i'll make a video on it because i want to make sure i understand what the person is trying to say hmm. and then i make the video on it uh, sometimes I have a hard time. I'm the complete opposite. Like I'll I'll read the book and I'll like talk about it and I'll be like, I think the author was saying this, but I'm going to commit to my thoughts on what the author was saying, even though I'm probably a delusional (laughs) bastard. Like I I was like, let's do this. I think you know, like how people will like read into a book a little further than they should about a character or something. Like I don't know what's an example. Like I mean, you could read into Twilight, for instance, the Twilight book series, and be like. Well, Edward's so dreamy, but if you think about it, Edward was kind of like a little bit of an abusive vampire to a young girl. Like that's what the story. <laughs> like, you know, he's an old ass vampire yeah. abusing a young woman. I get. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm going off on a tangent. Tim, Tim, we need you. I need you. I need you. Well, we right want to get this this as someone else guy some views. Like what yeah. you need to do to your your YouTube is every once in a while throw in like one of those ASMR videos, like where you just run like a fork <laughs> across the pages or something, because that's what people want to see. They don't really care what's in the book. What does it sound like? You kind of drag it slowly, kind of thing, and maybe yeah, have like a candle, correct. a few candles or something. <laughs> yeah, probably should do that. That's really that's really fun. Oh man, my vid- my uh my phone's about to die. It looks like, but it's. Like- <laughs> Might die in a few a few minutes, but that's Greta Thunberg's fault. There we go. Yeah, let's get, let's get more people everyone. on. The, I just gotta shout out my boy real quick. That way, more people. Get I'm gonna make this. a new book review. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be applied economics versus basic economics. Hmm. So, I'm gonna tell people which one to read. Oh, I'm gonna kind of recommend which one to read over. This is basic economics, and this is applied economics. And well, the reason. 
Well, basic economics at least give you the fundamentals, and then you can uh, go to applied economics or something well, that way. Applied to get economics is better, I think, in terms of like healthcare and uh, housing. There's literally chapters called economics of healthcare and economics of child housing. Basic economics is way too big. Like it's oh. 700 pages. It's way too big to be a basic economics. It's, it's more generalized though. It's, it's yeah. like more generalized. It is more generalized. But look, look at how thin this book is compared to basic economics. It's only 200 pages. It's that's way more easier concise. to read. So that's why Even, I'm going to make a, a comparison video between the two books. Do you think basic economics is 75% filler? Do you think they're bullshitting all of this? <laughs> um, it's interesting it's because bullshit. he does talk about a lot of things in basic economics that doesn't talk about in applied economics. So I do feel like he does half this book is sources, by the way. Oh, so it's it's kind of filler in terms of sources. This oh, book yeah. doesn't have any sources. Oh, got so it. this book's sources are online. Mm, so. I see. So he has a website in the first chapter. He just says this is the website to get all the sources. I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. But because it's so big, it's already so big. You cannot put sources in there. You'd make the book wider. It would ever need to be. <laughs> but this book is so thin he's able to put 100 sources per chapter make half the half the book sources it's an amazing book he has 40 pages of sources per chapter or something crazy like that that's incredible he's a he's one of the best economists in the world because he's able to source so much stuff Thomas so what's the answer good. you've read all these books what should we be doing um you're my Jesus Honestly, right these are, this is not an investing <laughs> book these are just how to think about well, general in general economy. what should society be doing Society should be thinking that central planning isn't the key answer. It should be it should be individual consumers that decide what their dollar. That's right. the answer. And the Fed shouldn't be lowering interest rates. They should be hiring interest rates, making money harder to borrow for businesses that are grifting. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, during the high interest rate times, that's when all the all the shitty businesses get exposed for how shitty they actually are. You know, because they've yeah. been borrowing money. Just hey, to I asked you not to talk about Papa John's. I know you don't like it, but I don't mind. Yeah, Warren Buffett them. says, we know who's swimming naked. Warren Buffett says that. We know who's swimming naked. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been to the Bahamas. He was at the compound. Yeah, he was He was pounding a lot of SBF, Warren Buffett. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you, I wonder if Warren Buffett was on Pedo Island. I keep, I keep asking myself the question, was Warren Buffett Ooh. on Pedo Island? Man, that would be the worst. Does anyone know what he's doing out there? Yeah. Is there is Pedo Island still a thing? I wonder. Do you seize everything? That's why Jeffrey Epstein was killed, I think. I don't yeah. know. It's uh because that because he dude, he had so much information on everybody that he could rat, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> like all the politicians were like, Well, uh, we gotta Yeah, the Clintons and all that. I mean, <laughs> I think pretty much every politician like leading up to Biden's pretty much been on that island. Any pre former president's been on that island. The last four of them, at least. That's crazy, man. That is wild. Well, you notice when people wow. are guilty about something like Bill Gates has kind of gone over the top with getting <laughs> into politics and the vaccines and everything. It's like um, it's like comedian Patton Oswald may have accidentally <laughs> killed his wife by giving her prescription drugs. So now he's become like an extreme social justice warrior. Just to basically, so no one asks any questions about what happened with his wife. It's like when someone does something like that, you know, it's Bill Gates and other people. It's like uh, something went on there that they don't want you to know about. So now they're just latching on to whatever cause. Like it's Ukraine, it's this, it's that. So that's what happened with, with the island. But 
But whatever happened to the temple? He had that cool temple. I think it's in an FBI yeah. warehouse somewhere. Because <laughs> I remember, didn't the FBI come out and say, um, yeah, remember all those tapes that he blackmailed people with and we got them? Well, we lost them. Sorry about that. I think it was like a, two years ago. They said, yeah, we lost the tapes. We don't know what happened. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Anyway, um, goodbye, guys. I, it's a bit late right now, and I think I'm waking up people. Oh, hey, get your ass to bed, man. Hey, and also blame it on this guy. Blame it on this guy right here. If, if yeah. anybody complains, be like, hey, this this creeper on the internet told me to get on the webcam. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, Baltimore, naked. do you live with your family or do you pay rent? I pay rent to my parents. So that how much do you pay? Like only four hundred. But nice. That's, That's a chapter deal. one of any good book right there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, pay pay as little. That's honestly the best thing in the world. Pay as little rent as you can early on, and just keep investing as early as you can. You'll be fine. Yeah, Dude. I just invest all I can, honestly, with the Roth four hundred one k. It's like really good. So, well, my yeah. man. By the way, uh, I think if I remember correctly, I'm always terrible with names, no matter what. Aiden, right? Yeah, Aiden. Yep. That okay. I, I, I try to remember. Yeah, Aiden, because it always takes me. I'm I'm stupid with names, but <laughs> but Aiden, man, you're an inspiration to an entire generation. At least you should be. And uh, I'm gonna promote the hell out of you. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. I'm, pro- I'm gonna promote that ass and sell it on the street, and I'll be your grifter. <laughs> I will be your grifter lord. I will I will grift your ass. <laughs> so remember, my channel is not mainly investing; it's more economics. But oh, I no, will I'd- try. Um, I do like uh, you know economics of mutual funds like John Bogle. So I guess in that terms, I am an investing channel, but I don't talk. I don't delve into investing like you do or uh, what Strongman does. So I'm a, a weirdo, different. man. I, I'm just I, I love individual <laughs> investing because I'm just I'm a creep, but <laughs> I'm a grifter. I'm I was going to start a food review channel, but I think you've convinced me that book reviews is where the money is. So I'm going to rethink my whole plan. I mean, I'm not making any money on this. I'm just literally spending $100 on books and just reviewing them. I'm not making any money. I make like four views a video. <laughs> hey, hey, the knowledge you're getting out of those books, though, by the way, the practical knowledge, yeah. that's, that's the most important thing, man. I may read uh, Karl Marx's Capital, but <laughs> that's too, That's a lot. Of, that's a big book. I, I don't really like Karl Marx all that much, but, you know, <laughs> he's a pretty violent guy. He was poor for like 10 years in France. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he understands money or economics at all. But do you think it was odd that he didn't have a job and he just talked about workers all day? Yeah, like, I thought it was like weird. Jacob Wool makes fun of people who didn't get the vaccine, but they're obsessed with talking about it all day about how bad it is. Like maybe they're right, but it's just kind of weird. Like that's a, <laughs> that they're obsessed with, even though they never even got it. Like this guy never had a job and he just hung out in the library all day just talking about workers. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's weird that richer people seem to want to control a lot of things you know they think that central planning for everybody can benefit everybody but i just don't think it can work I mean, that's what the road to serfdom is about and the road to serfdom is one of the best books on central planning where is it f.a hydrix road to serfdom it's a very hard book to read but i do recommend if you can read it it's a little bit in german but mostly in english you could read road to serfdom f.a hydrix it talks about how central planning in an economy can be damaging Road to so, 
All right. Yeah, it dude. always leads to starvation. Everyone just ends up starving. Yeah, he does. Like, talk I knew about this girl that. who was in. I knew this girl from communist Romania. One time, she waited in line like six hours to get toothpaste, <laughs> and she gets to the end of the line, and they tell her, "Sorry, we ran out of toothpaste like an hour ago." So she like wasted her whole day. That's what central planning gets you. This is in yeah. like the early '80s in the communist Romania. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does talk about like how price controls can absolutely ruin an economy too in the road to serfdom so the road to serfdom is a very good book honestly though basic economics has written the best chapter on price controls ever chapter three of basic economics everyone should read chapter three of this book this chapter three of this book is amazing basic and it's so easy to understand that anybody even a little kid can understand chapter basic. three i think how do you feel about minimum wage minimum wage uh it it, it uh hires unemployment it, it it makes unemployment more. There's more unemployment when you hire minimum wage. Yeah, because uh, with minimum wage, it doesn't allow negotiation of wage. I think yeah. negotiation of wage is actually pretty important. But I mean, there's some. I guess there's some benefit, maybe to. I don't know. It's tough. I, I debate it with myself sometimes. He talks about different debates in this book about minimum wage. So there's a. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a, like a hundred pages on minimum wage. <laughs> it's crazy. He's just. Well, well, Aiden, though, I know you probably got to go here in a bit, man. I, we won't keep you too long. I'll, uh, Tim and I will finish it all out. But, dude, thanks for getting your ass on here, man. I appreciate it, dude. That's yeah, thank you guys so much for, for letting me on. No, dude, you got it, man. Anytime, anytime you want to join us in our, in our uh, what do you call this? I call this, I guess, a greasy man orgy. We're greasy. <laughs> we're men. The re, the second re. Three boys. <laughs> uh, we're talking about SBF and talking about how sexy he is. But anyway. <laughs> No, nah, I love you, brother. Hey, Aiden, have a good night, my friend. Keep you on too. rocking it, okay? Good night. Woo. Hey, he's such a cool kid, man. He's a cool kid. Yeah, a lot of times people don't really comment on your channel, so I don't know who your fans are. I'm expecting Sloth from the Goonies to show up or, like, <laughs> um, you know, who knows? And then it's, like, uh, this guy, and it's, like, um, if it's some sort of, like, if the guy, Dr. Frankenstein, like, took Warren Buffett's DNA and they crammed it into some kid from Baltimore and just yeah. invented some economic genius it's like i don't even know what just happened this kid's a savant this kid is a savant man like that he's dude he's something special man and i think he he deserves to be recognized just how he, he's he understands delayed gratification like no kid of it like dude he's so he is it took me till i was like 26 to get some of my shit together man this kid is so well together right now like I'm afraid I might ruin the kid. I don't want to ruin the kid. So I'm like, hey, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Because I, he, what he's doing is perfect, man. He is he is a smart cookie. Well, it's hard because society's really dumb. So sometimes you have all this knowledge and you don't know what you're supposed to do with it. It's like, what do I do? You know, how do I use this? Like, I, I can, I kind of know what I've got to do, but it's like, what do I do? You know. I uh, mean, the thing is, man, I just share what I know. Um, that's what I do, and then I think that's what he does too. He does it at a he does he does pretty well um i've seen some of his stuff on his channel he's a pretty smart kid um yeah i gotta check him out actually you, you put the link let's uh yeah let me try to see what's going on with this guy right now yeah i said dude i love supporting this guy man i'm like all about him i think he's a cool kid 18 subscribers we gotta boost him up <laughs> yeah i know i'm i think i'm subscribed last time i checked hold on if i'm not yeah i'm subscribed cool that's what i thought he doesn't have that many videos either Okay. Yeah, I, so, I told my boy, man, post more uh, videos. Even if they're crazy videos, I just say post more, man. 
I, I know he doesn't like to get into the investing topics and stuff, which I totally get, by the way. That's totally understandable. But Okay, I just clicked on. We're also live on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know what was going on, but it's like, okay, we're live on everything. <laughs> yeah, we're live on YouTube, man. That's uh, just like I said. That's why we got it all rolling. We got it all rolling right now. Yeah, dude. So, Tim, what else you want to talk about, man? The ball's open. I got. Yeah. Dude, so what's I, going on today? Uh, Platinum Seven X, baby. Oh, what's that? What is Platinum, that? Platinum Seven X oh, vodka. vodka. <laughs> I, I'm. I love vodka, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm a. I guess I'm a Russian at heart, but. No, all I got is I drank a bottle of wine on like Friday, and I can't find the uh, the cap. But anyway, <laughs> but I was trying to cut back. I thought about. It was like 10, it was 1045 and I ran out of alcohol on mm -hmm. Friday night and I'm like 15 minutes till the liquor store closes, man, can I make it? Should I go for it? <laughs> so I see that with my uncle all the time and he had to take his keys and like, I can make it, but I'm like, you know what? Forget it. So I didn't bother. But, um, but I went to the gym for the first day time in three weeks today. I think maybe the first time since maybe like Christmas, mm -hmm. Maybe before Christmas, so uh, so that was good because I got to get it together. But um, but yeah, I took like a few weeks off. It's hard. It's a lot of gym's all about momentum. Like when you don't go for a while, it's hard to like get that first one in. Yeah. And when you're and when you go when you're going regularly, it's hard to kind of stop. But but are there know. any sports you like to play? Anything in particular? Well, I grew up playing ice hockey a lot. Um, so mostly hockey, and then um, I played baseball, softball, a lot of golf. Played tennis. Oh hell yeah! Um, a little basketball. Um, I didn't play football because my town was too small. I didn't really have a team. It got yep. one later, and my brother played, and he was pretty <laughs> good. He was like, um, he was like a defensive end, but um, he would make like tackles downfield and stuff. It was kind of one time he suplexed someone into like the that table where they have all the little Gatorade cups. That was pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> but I had an uncle who played football too, and um, he had, he actually got some concussions. Like in the 70s, it was like back oh. then, if you if you went to the coach and said you had a headache, they would give you something called a water helmet, which is a helmet filled with water to make it heavier. And oh that, would, they, that, that would give you less of a concussion, basically. That's all <laughs> I did for him. But um, he ended up being OK. It wasn't too messed up, I guess. But but anyway, he was um, he was refereeing like football games. We have this like junior league that's like below our Canadian football league for like, I don't know, mm -hmm. 19, 20 year olds. And I'd always do like the sideline markers. When he was refereeing, <laughs> so I'd like run up and down on the sidelines, marking first downs and stuff. But, but yeah, a lot of hockey. Um, I never got it. I should have got into martial arts because I later became like a big UFC fan. Like I knew about it at the time. I knew about UFC in the time, but um, I didn't become like a huge fan until later. But I never got into martial arts. Then it seemed like a weird thing to start like halfway through life. I'm gonna start <laughs> like taekwondo or something. Hey, dude, there's never any dude. Never start. Never think that, man. Because there's a lot of things that started late in life. You know, right now I've started like do actually I've started learning martial arts just for the hell of it. Just kind of looking up stuff online, kind of looking at video instructions. Just because I don't really know of any gyms uh, where I'm at. So what well, that that do um that do martial arts training. So I've been kind of having to wing it, man. I just kind of look at videos, try to learn some different, like, I like a keto, for instance, is always a fun one. All the wrist locks and stuff. It's actually kind of cool. Um, I'm a decent brawler though. I mean, I've been in a few bar fights, but, um, I'm a sloppy fighter though. I'm a very <laughs> sloppy fighter. Uh, I'm lucky. I, I'm lucky. I'm a fat fuck. Cause I'm like 260. <laughs> I'm 260, six foot two um i'm a big boy man like i'm lucky that i'm 
not easy to take down <laughs> because if I was, I'd be fucked. I know that for a fact. But yeah, well, that's a pretty good size, two sixty two six two. I'd probably say I'm, I think I'm short. Six... I'm like five seven. I'm like maybe two twenty five two thirty. But um, but yeah, you want to be a bigger size. I remember in high school they used to do those like you know how they used to do those tough man contests. Those like two one minute round boxing deals. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they'd have stuff like that. And then I was gonna go in it in grade twelve in high school, but that was the <laughs> year they changed the ages. They moved it up like a year or two because in in the town next to me is where it was. And the problem was is that like high school kids were going in it because they were 18 or whatever, but then it would start fights at school. Like it would start like gang fights at school because someone beat someone up in the thing or who knows what happened. So they canceled it that year. They moved it up to 20 or I don't know what they moved it up to. That would have been my one chance to go in. So I was going to go in it, but it never worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's all good though. Oh man. Yeah. That's it. That's mostly what I played. I, here's the thing. I, I quit hockey at the end of high school just because my life was falling apart. Like I was telling you guys earlier, I ended up homeless at one point, like years later, that was like when I bottomed out and then I kind of got it together. But, um, but then I, I came back like 10 or 11 years later, I got back into hockey. I started playing ball hockey initially. And then I didn't want to play goalie because I knew if I played goal, they'd want me to play all the time. And I didn't want to. And then finally, no, one, I showed up to a game one time. No one wanted to play. So they're like, here, we got the pads. Do you want to play? I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> then I got totally addicted to it again. Next thing you know, I'm buying my own equipment. I'm like, hey, if I just get some skates, I've got everything I need to get back on the ice. I, I ran into my old hockey coach. He gave me some skates. He had in his garage. So next thing you know, I'm in some tournament. I was in this um, – I played for this co-ed team that, in a lot of tournaments. It was like girls and guys. They were called the Frigid Nipples. Mm-hmm. And I remember we played some all-guys team on a military base one time. That was fun. But, um, but yeah, I got into it for like about five years there. I think the last year I played, I played over 100 games. But I haven't played in a few years now. I got busy with work and everything. I sold my equipment. Some girl came up from Seattle and bought it with her parents. So I thought <laughs> about getting into it in 2023 again. We'll see what happens. But but it's kind of time-consuming, and it's like cost money. Yeah. It's like hockey, especially. Like I play goalie, so it's like by the time you stretch and warm up and get your stuff on and play the game and then take it off, go home, put everything away, shower. That's like a five hour commitment basically. And yeah. I just kind of ran out of time right now, but, but I'll think about it again. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me, I'm a basketball addict, man. I've been playing oh. ball for a long time. Like uh, right. when I was a kid, I actually used to, pre- so I, I actually started playing when I was a kid and I had the weirdest shot. I used to shoot like this. I never watched Larry Bird play either, but it turns out I was instinctually shooting like Larry Bird because I would put it behind my head because I I thought of it. I was like, well, if I wanted to go in the basket, it's got to be more like a catapult. So I would put put it like this and I'd be like, and people would would be weirded out. They're like, it's such a weird shot. But I would just like write down the pipe every time I'd be like, you had a catapult action. (laughs) Yeah, dude, just catapult it, man. Just be like. But if you um, had an yeah. action figure, it would have the catapult action. <laughs> catapult action. That'd be kind of cool. But um, but yeah, man, the one thing that's great about basketball is it's one of those games I could play all by myself if I'm having a bad day. Because like I'll go to I'll find a court outside, right? I'll play anywhere outdoors. Like I'm a freak, man. I cold weather, I love playing cold weather basketball. I don't know what it is, but you feel alive. That's all I gotta say. You feel you're running around like a crazy man. And you're just like fucking shooting, shooting, shooting. Just, oh, it's so much fun. Uh, it's, it's so cheap because all you need is a pair of shoes and some shorts and um, 
and sometimes a little bit of vodka. I'll take shots. I will. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit of an alcoholic sometimes. And when I play basketball in cold weather, I definitely start taking shots. That's one well, thing. Seattle I do. had some player in the seventies. I can't remember his name, but he would just come off the bench. Like he would sit up. He wasn't in good shape. It's like this shorter black guy. And I think he even smoked. <laughs> like, he, I think he may even smoke like in the arena and stuff. But if the, if the um, coach needed like a quick, like 10 points to get him back to the game, they put him on for like two minutes, they catch up and then he goes sit back down. Like he'd there, only play like a few minutes a game. There are some players in the NBA who specialize in that, especially when they get older, they'll be like, okay, I could play like 10 or 15 functional minutes in a game. But, their presence is so needed because like, you know, the starters need to rest. So then a bench player comes out, you know, and it's like, Oh man, <clears throat> by the way, we haven't celebrated the C. I don't think we really celebrated the Seahawks uh, going to the playoffs. Uh, who are they playing in the first round? Yeah. I think I'll figure that out here in a second. Let's say uh, who are the Seahawks playing are the Seahawks playing. In the playoffs. Let's see. No way. The San Francisco fucking 49ers on Saturday. Holy shit. Hey, you know what? I bet you SBF is going to be at the game. He's going to be in like a luxury box there with like some famous people. <laughs> He'll be hanging out with the commissioner of the NFL. Sucking that's where dick. he is. He's in like Silicon Valley or something with his parents. So. Oh, yeah. And I think, yeah, they're going to be at San Francisco, too. Well, they're going to be at a I can't remember where they're where they play in San Fran. But, dude, that's so crazy. Seahawks versus San Francisco. I'm shocked we even made it, man. I thought I I was I was so sad because I thought we were going to lose. I thought well, I thought we were going to I knew we were going to win. I should say I thought the Lions might lose, though. And I was like, when the Lions came back to win, I was like, miracles do fucking happen, man, because fuck yeah well uh i can't believe tampa bay made it they just inched their way in too yeah well tampa bay is in one of the shittiest divisions out there they're, they they clinch the they're 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 in a division that sucks so bad and well look tom, at the year tom brady had ftx collapse he gets divorced from giselle bunchen he made the playoffs though happened to him. Hey, yeah, the playoffs. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it at least my boy made it but uh yeah, they're thinking he might go to the 49ers next year or something, or he might go to, like, uh, Las Vegas Raiders or something. Shouldn't he I be go going to Denny's? How old is this guy? What, dude, Tom Brady's, like, 46? He says he's 45. He's 45. 40. He'll be 46 next year, yeah. That's so crazy. It still weirds me out. Like, he's able to still play at such a high level. Um I have his book though, the TB12 method. It's just his entire diet. It's 80% vegetables and 20% whatever else what he wants to eat, man. Really? It, it's weird. It's a it's a good um it's actually kind of he's got a really good diet. His diet's incredible, man. Just veggies, pretty much an anti-inflammatory diet. I respect it. Yeah, that makes sense. Different stuff. Um, he probably doesn't need any dairy then. Dairy can be inflammatory. But, mm -hmm. Like, I'm part French. I mostly eat dairy. But, it's like, <laughs> but yeah, for him, he's like Irish. Yeah, you just want to basically eat potatoes if you're if you're Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't even think he eats potatoes uh, now that really? I think about it. I, I remember seeing, like, all the stuff he eats. He eats a lot of... Um, a lot of fruit as well. Like, he'll eat, he'll, he'll have, like, a blueberry. He eats a lot of blueberries, so he'll have, like, a blueberry shake. Um, 
the man's diet is pretty much fruit and vegetables and then some pretty sure some meat as far as I know. But yeah. he's got a he's got a really cool diet, though. It's a, there's something about it, man. It's the way he also exercises. He keeps his muscles. Um, he does something w- with his muscles that keep them super fucking elongated. So where like he doesn't pull a muscle, it, it, it's 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 weird. He's like um, he's not a superhuman. He's just super prepared. Like, well, that's the name of the game at his age is flexibility. Like yeah. I noticed when I came back in the hockey, that was the first thing. Just every single if you don't stretch after like a game or something for like an hour, that's where you get messed up. Because then the yep. next day, everything is just pulled. Like every muscle in your body is just pulled. It's like so at 45 for him, you've got to stretch after the game. Like for a while, twenty four seven, man. <laughs> I love him, man. the The guy's a the guy's an inspiration to me, though. I, I will admit, he's been one of my idols for a while. I don't like the fact that he grifted with the whole FTX thing, though. I, I mean, he's a sports guy. He doesn't, you know, if somebody came up to me and I didn't know anything about finance or whatever, and said, "Hey, I'll give you ten million dollars to be my spokesman," <laughs> I'd be like fuck it money talks i'll fucking spell sponsor anything at that point so i I lost a little respect for tom but i also know that he's not if he was a finance guy i'd lose more respect for him he's not a finance guy so i don't i I can't lose it's like it's not his field of expertise if it was kevin o'leary he got in on it he was supposed to be an expert (laughs) i am so ashamed of daddy kevin (laughs) o'leary Dude, you have no idea how I like I there's you know it's really weird. He's like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. He'll he'll have like really golden moments where he's like the most brilliant sounding investor and is is it in his what what comes out of his mouth is brilliant. And then he'll be like <laughs> I believe in crypto now. FTX <laughs> is the way to go. Please buy FTX token and suck Suck daddy's cock, please. No, I'm just kidding. I know it's like, yeah, well, like, he, um, he, uh, uh what, what they paid him like 16 million or something. 60 million? 16, one six. 16, like FTX one, paid him 16 million, one six. Oh, so 16. Like, oh, I think he's in 60. Yeah, okay. So That's... the amount he invested was taken out of like what they paid him. So he didn't actually invest anything. Oh, yeah. They gave him it... a bunch of FTX tokens and he got like $8 million or something. Dude, he kept playing victim too and it was pissing me off. I was like, dude, you didn't lose shit. You were a spokesperson and he, it's the worst part was he believed in it. Like how, <laughs> like how do you believe in something like that, man? Like there's, it, it's, it's crypto. It's not backed by anything real. Like Coinbase yeah, he goes on TV after it collapses and he's all serious. He's like in this darkened like room and they've oh, got yeah. him like, he's like this. He's like, I want this stuff regulated. <laughs> I want people to, <laughs> I don't want, want this to ever happen again. It's like, what do you, what do you, there's nothing to regulate. You, you're not, you can't regulate a, like a piece of software. Um, Like what? Yeah, there's, so- there's really no way to regulate Bitcoin or anything like that. There's no way to regulate any crypto. It's all decentralized. You can try. Um, I mean, it's all on the blockchain. So I guess you could track down people who use it. And they, you could be like, hey, you didn't pay your crypto tax. We're going to invade your we're going to invade your area. I don't know. Crypto is so dumb. I, I bet. Against I like it. how it's like 24 hours, though. You can just check the price. And there's no like market closes at 330 or oh, something. Yeah. It's just you can check it anytime. Like, what's the yeah. price right now? <laughs> I mean, I bet against it. Seriously, I'm sincere when I say this. I bet against crypto using a, a leveraged ETF. That's it's the only leveraged ETF out there. 
that yeah. lets you actually that actually has future contracts that bet against crypto, and nice. uh, it bet it bets against Bitcoin specifically. It's called the it's called Bitty, B I T I. And yeah, I've uh, seen that one. I know someone who has some of it, and they're just like, well, you know, you never know. <laughs> hey, dude, well, Bit. Well, here's the thing. I do own Bitcoin. I own Bitcoin just in case I'm wrong. I, I doubt I'm wrong because Bitcoin doesn't make any sense. It's not, it just doesn't have any value. There's no value. Yeah. Like how, how does something valueless have value? I guess, you know what I mean? It has perceived value, obviously. It's like, you know how like baseball cards, basketball cards, Pokemon cards, they all have perceived value. Uh, they all have, I guess you would call it, um, it's like fine art. It has perceived value. Uh, the Mona Lisa, the original Mona Lisa to me, isn't worth anything to me because I'm not that much of an art guy. But to an actual art collector, there's some guys that would suck dick and give a million bucks for the Mona Lisa. Well, actually, probably worth way more than that, actually. The original Mona Lisa is probably worth in like the uh, in the art community, though, probably in the millions, almost billions, dude, because that's that's like that's rare. I mean, I think it's in an actual museum, though. I think the actual, but at least with the Mona Lisa art, you you actually own the physical object, or some people own a piece of a painting, or there's that website um, where you can buy like invest in wine, like a part of a barrel of wine that they're going to bottle in like ten years or something. But it's Mm. like somewhere, somewhere a physical object exists. Yeah, somewhere in in reality, it's not just in the matrix. So that's (laughs) a tricky thing about Bitcoin and NFTs and everything. It's like um, like Asmongold, this one guy, he's like, he was talking about Trump's NFTs and all he did was do like a little cut thing around the picture and paste it into Microsoft Paint. It's like, now I have it for free. So yeah, yeah, I just, it's, it's so funny, man. Like uh, the um, the stuff they do, the stuff like the, um, how do you say it, man? It's like NFTs, like... It's like every snake oil salesman with a couple of bucks got on board with NFTs. Gary Vaynerchuk. Well, that's how it's been forever. You know, in the 18th century, you know about the South Seas Company? That was in England, oh. and it was just a big <laughs> stock collapse. Um, you know, people were buying because at the time there was like a there was like you know the market was really bullish. People in England were buying you know shares and all kinds of things. And South Seas Company, no one even knew what it did. They just there was rumors that it was going to be huge. They don't know if it was like <laughs> sugarcane or some sort of import export thing, or no one knew. No one even knew what it was. And then it turned out whatever it was wasn't anything, and the whole thing collapsed and people lost a bunch of money. Like every Almost. generation, there's something like this. Yeah, so well, FTX is, is FTX is that example because he, yeah. he SBF promised how great this company was, how much actual value there was, and it turns out they were laundering money to the Democrats and some, I think, a little bit to the Republicans. But no, they were doing other things with that money though. That was stupid as fuck, dude. So many risky trades. I was just, I was distraught by it, man. I was like, yeah. If you put your life savings in it, though, I kind of I feel bad for you, but I also like I kind of don't like it's weird. I have I have some strong feelings about it. It's like, why would you be dumb enough to to give your money to a crypto broker? Well, it's no different than the mortgage crisis with the um, adjustable rate mortgages. A lot of people invested in crypto were um, like on the lower end of the economic scale thinking mm. this will be big. And um, yeah. the same with adjustable rate mortgages like, oh, great, we get a house. And we'll worry about the, the the rate later kind of thing. And then when that collapsed, everyone kind of lost their house. And it's like, um, but yeah, it what? tends to be at the lower end. Like 
O'Leary can afford to like lose out on FTX. But other <laughs> people thought, oh, this is going to be huge. It keeps going up. Kathy Wood says it's going to be at a million dollars. We're all going to be rich. <laughs> but it's like, you know, so I don't know. People just listen to anything. That's been the story. That's what I've learned through the, from like the spring of 2020 from COVID until now is that people will listen to anything. People will buy anything. People will do anything. And they won't listen to warnings. There's nothing yep. you can do. The only thing you can do is ride the wave. Like you just kind of, you have to kind of look out for yourself a bit and think, uh, you know, how can I get out of this situation? Because the masses keep putting me in situations. They keep trying to inject me with like mm -hmm. vaccines. They keep trying to shut my job down. They keep trying to like take my money and they keep inflating my money and then taxing me. Yep. And then, then they like the government gave me a check uh, like two days ago because in Canada, None of this makes any sense, but there's like climate taxes and stuff, but then oh, they God. take the climate taxes and then they give you like a tax rebate for the climate taxes you've paid, which I don't really understand. <laughs> I thought this was going to make the weather colder. So then why am I getting a rebate? I don't really understand. Well, anyway, what they did was uh, to fight inflation, they're going to print a whole bunch of money and hand it out to poor people. It's like, if you make less than a certain amount, everyone gets 500 bucks and that was going to fight inflation. <laughs> but they were like, well, okay, well, this is about kind of buying votes. So what are we going to do for, um, for people who make more than like 30,000 a year, we got to find a way to give them some money too, because that's what this is. So, so they went back and they said, Hey, we made an error on your 2021 climate credit and it should have actually been doubled. So don't worry, we've already just deposited in your account. <laughs> so I check, it's like, yeah, I got like 130 bucks or something, but it's just, you know, but yeah, everyone's trying to mess with me. So you're just, how can I navigate this? You know, that's that's what it's become. You're just being attacked on all the elites are attacking you. The masses are attacking you. Yeah. Everyone's attacking you. It's like you against everyone. So you're basically it's a royal rumble. Every day's a royal rumble now economically. <laughs> I making some good points, man. Damn. Like I inflate you know what's funny, man. There's always gonna be inflation. Because there's, there's just they just keep printing money. It doesn't matter how much they print. They could print some, they could print more. It's just, it's the dollar so diluted that there's no, uh, there's no point in owning dollars. Like saving money is just, it's just a dead concept, man. It should, it's, it's, it's a bad concept to begin with, to be honest, but that's why well, I do. That's why I'm obsessed with investing, man. That's why I'm so obsessed. Cause if the government can print it, brother, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, um, like there's deflation, which happens through technology mostly. Like um, more advancements in technology starts to deflate how much things cost. Oh, yeah. But that takes a bit of time, you know. Oh, well, yeah, because think about it this way. Like if if the industrial era didn't exist, that was a deflationary time frame because of the 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 new. Well, I wouldn't say new technology, but the new way of doing things, creating industries and creating spe specialization and stuff. Um, that was a big deal that actually changed the things for the better, in my opinion, because it allowed for um, more distribution. It allowed for things to be created on a massive scale. Um, I really call it the distribution era, to be honest, the industrial yeah. era. It's, 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 yeah, it's a, a mass produced a, era. You suddenly yeah. you can get all kinds of stuff cheaper and, um, you know, which is great. Maybe lower quality. It's hard to say. I don't know. I, I do love tech. I do love tech how the technology has improved like ai robotics for instance i think that's a great step in the right direction um automation in manufacturing even now i know it kills a few jobs i'm not gonna lie that kills jobs but um at the same time it also does lower costs 
for things if you can automate production and if you can automate resource collecting too it's just all there's it's, it's crazy there's ai farm equipment like it's it's wild like i just <laughs> it does it all on its own i just like is able well, to like figure you're talking out about universal basic income it's like that may or may not happen. We'll see. But you can create your own universal basic income if you have enough dividends. That's basically a personal UBI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you get to a point where companies are paying you because you had their stock. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I own as many companies as I can, man. I'm I'm well diversified, dude. Like that's and I get a dividend payment like every day. Like I got like 100 different companies that I own. So like each of them pays dividends at different times in the quarter. So because I own so many different companies, some are small, some are big, you know, but I'm getting something. Uh, the point is I'm getting something coming at me at all times. Well, that's the thing is like we, you might be right about, you know, no one's going to have a job. Things could be automated or even things that are more creative might get automated. Who knows? So then where are you going to have income? Like it's hard to know what that economy would look like, but yeah. it seems like a good idea to have some dividends. <laughs> and I guess people who don't invest will just get money from the government or something. I don't know. But, yeah, um, then what do they want for it? What do they want for that money? You know. <laughs> hey, you know, I I look forward to an automated world. Like I I think of. Are you a big Star Trek fan at all? Do you watch any Star Trek at all? I used to. I used to watch the Next Generation. I saw the original one quite it's a bit. It's a classic, man. I do TNG Next Generation's um probably my favorite Star Trek series. Uh, I'm a little torn between Voyager and Deep Space Nine. That's another Star Trek. Those are other Star Trek ones. Um, but man, what, what I, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much. But what I was trying to say is that in the Star Trek world, um, the technology, you know, they technologically took themselves to an, an, another level. You know, things are like, for instance, the discovery of antimatter in the Star Trek universe allows them to replicate have the energy to actually replicate and assemble things molecule by molecule, you know, atom by atom, creating the molecules they need. And then just assembling everything from scratch. It's just, it's unbelievable. But, um, no, that's the thing. When I first got into investing, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know what technology is going to be like. Maybe no one's going to even have food. Why would I have Burger King stock? Like who knows where everyone's <laughs> going to have tubes and stuff. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't need to invest like 200 years in the future. <laughs> I only got to invest to retirement. It's like, okay, there'll probably be Taco Bells still in <laughs> retirement. You know, it's like, there'll probably still be, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe cars, like whatever you're investing in now. So, you know, but who knows, you know, like so many companies from a hundred years ago are gone. So who the hell knows? But, but luckily you don't have to think that far ahead because well, it kind of made is... me crazy for a bit. I'm like, I don't know how to predict all this. Well, here's the thing, man. Every company that you invest in, if it's a good one, it may not be around forever. It usually ends up getting bought out by a big company. You end up getting a payout one way or another. Yeah. So owning what if they adjust. Usually the bigger companies are better at adjusting. Like everyone thought, um, oh, you know, um, like the like the soft drink market's changing or something. No one's gonna want this Coca-Cola anymore or something. Because now they're all drinking like iced coffees or Coca-Cola like just buys the free bubbly waters. Or they just buy drinks. the smaller companies. They buy yeah, the they either buy companies. them or come out with their own. And then yeah. there you go. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Coca-Cola is one of my favorite um, companies because have you, have you taken a look at their product pipeline, man? It's massive. Their product yeah. pipeline for Coca-Cola is so vast. And in anything that doesn't work, they get rid of it. Like yeah. they're obviously never going to get rid of the actual Coca-Cola soft drink because that's still a popular drink. But like they got like this. I think they're the owners of Dasani water. 
they own in Dasani and, you know, bottled water industry, man. I think that's the greatest grift industry of all time, to be honest. But, um, yeah. Well, you know, Coca-Cola tried to get rid of Coke. Was it the 80s? They came out with new Coke and have like oh. a different flavor or something. <laughs> it's like companies will pull stuff like that, like out of the blue, you know? <laughs> yeah, they would be stupid if they got rid of original Coca-Cola, though. Like if they they should always keep the original because they're still I love Coca-Cola. I'm a Coca-Cola freak. Like I'll drink a Diet Coke every now and then just because I love it. You know, I'm just that's just me. Yeah, yeah, and it's big internationally. A lot of people forget how big stuff is internationally, like big American brands. Like people are <laughs> kind of down on Disney lately here, but I'm sure it's still huge in like Asia, like oh. Europe, Australia. Disney's a big deal, places. man. Disney's a big deal in a lot of other places. Like my my co my manager at work, she took off. It's like an intern manager, and she took off for like the next two weeks. I don't even know where she was going. I, 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 didn't, I never thought to ask her. I'm like, it sounds like she's up to something. And then finally I asked her before she goes and she's like, Oh, I'm going to Disney world. Like, I think she's like, <laughs> um, maybe go with her husband or something, but I don't know if they have kids or not, but they're just going there. <laughs> it's like, Disney's still huge. Like there's still people who just, you know, it's an easy vacation. You don't have to think too much. You're in a resort. The restaurants are there. There's yep. rides or stuff to look at. It's just a simple thing. You, someone who doesn't want to like go to a museum or something, or like you know, art gallery. You just go there. You know. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to go on, by the way, as a, like one of those cruise ships, like a carnival cruise or something, or like doesn't does it, that sounds kind of? I don't know. Have you ever been on one of those before? I was on one cruise. Um, I um, like I, I don't know if I mentioned. I didn't really know my dad growing up, but we met like in when I was sort of middle school or high school. So I was kind of raised by my grandparents, and he happened to be kind of near where I was living. So, and I, I, I think I'd seen him once briefly in like my whole life. I was maybe 14 or something. But anyway, they went and found him and made him like serve him court papers to make him do a DNA test. So he'd have to oh. pay child support kind of thing. Oh, but God, anyway, yeah. he's like extremely wealthy and he was like pretty wealthy back then too. And he, um, so they did it and he found out I was his. So anyway, every year he would take his family on vacation. So when I knew him, I got to go to Hawaii a couple of times. And then oh, we yeah. got to go. I went on a cruise. It was supposed to be like Tampa, Florida, and then around and then to like Miami or something. And um, but we get somewhere near the Cayman Islands and it's like New Year's and he gets in like a fight with someone else on the boat. Some guy from like Texas whose wife was kind of big. And my dad doesn't drink because when he drinks, he goes gets crazy and aggressive. <laughs> so he doesn't drink at all. But it was New Year's. So he's drinking a bit. So he said something about this guy's wife. And then the guy like slaps him. <laughs> and then um, so anyway, we all he decides well, we're getting off the boat. We're we're stopping at Cayman Islands. So we got off the boat and we were just on, we were at Cayman Islands for the next week. But yeah, while I was on there, I remember it was NFL season because a bunch of Americans, we were kind of sitting around watching football and the thing. There was like a all night, like uh, all you can eat pizza thing going on. And then it was just like a lot of sitting by the pool and hanging out. It's not for everyone. Like I didn't mind it that much, but a lot of people complain about cruises. Like, oh, there's nothing to do. You get kind of claustrophobic on the boat or something. I'm oh, like, well, yeah. you're supposed to relax. You just sit in the lawn chair. That's all you need to worry about. Yeah. I remember we met some family because they put you with different families or whatever, or different people <laughs> to like have dinner with. Like you have like an assigned, like, I don't know, companion family or something, just so everyone's <laughs> in the thing. And it was some family from Boston and the guy was like a cop and his like two kids were there and um 
and I can't remember, they just gone to Africa for some reason, just to check out Africa to look at poor people. So their kid understood that there was poor people or something. <laughs> so they came back and we were on the boat. So I remember that guy. But yeah, it was okay. I didn't really know what was going on. I barely knew my dad. Like people were asking him my family. It's like, I've only known him a few months. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, have you been kidnapped? I'm like, no, no, I know him. He's my dad. But but like, so it was kind of weird for me. But, um, but yeah, that was the one time I was on a cruise. I'd do it again. In Vancouver, we get cruise ships coming in all the time. But um, that's a good idea. I should look into a cruise or something. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it'd be kind of cool. And I think they're pretty affordable for the most part. It's, I think and not like super easily affordable, but like, you know, affordable enough because they have enough free food. I guess it would compensate. It would just be kind of cool. I've never I'd just be interesting to go on one of those. By the way, now I know you said your dad's wealthy. I'm just going to assume that your dad is Kevin O'Leary. By the way, I'm just going to assume your dad is Grifton. He's a he's Kevin. I'm just assuming Tim Smith's dad right now is Kevin O'Leary, and we're just going to call it. Yeah, it's funny. He seems to talk a lot about Kevin O'Leary, but there's enough hostility. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> Have they ever been in the same room together? <laughs> no, they don't look anything alike. There's no oh, okay. no Irish people in my family. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's got a mansion. I could actually, I'll send you the video uh, through email later. But um, he was going to sell his mansion like a couple years ago, and he listed it on the market for like $30 million. And then um, he got he, one I, offer on it, and bid? he decided... Yeah, he got one offer. He decided not to sell it. Um, I haven't talked to him in 12 months. We got into a fight. We might not talk again. But um, he um, he decided not to sell it, so he still has it, I think. It's in Laguna, California. It's mm. in uh, Laguna Nigel. But he um, – it's in, like, this gated community or something. But he um, – yeah, he, he got one offer. He said it was from a Chinese college student. And he said the only reason they didn't take it was because the city wouldn't give them a permit to build a helicopter landing pad. <laughs> it's like that's the kind of money China's sending over just with their college students. <laughs> Damn, man. That's so fucking wild, dude. That is wild. No, but that's pretty cool, though. Like, so does he know? Well, how much? So, like, okay, so he purchased, he purchased it for a set amount before. No, he built the house. He oh, like he bought the land, oh. and he custom built a mansion, so it has everything he likes. Like he's got a recording studio he built in there because he likes doing yeah. music. He's got um, what like just whatever he likes in there. So, <laughs> so I don't know why he was selling it, but he was trying to. He, he put it up there anyway. So. Well, why'd you guys get in a fight, man? I, I'm, I'm sounding like Doctor well, Phil we didn't right talk. now. <laughs> I, I I found him. I searched. That's how I found him. Was his mansion? I was searching Google and trying to get his number when the COVID lockdowns happened at the beginning. I'm mm -hmm. like, because I before that I hadn't talked to him since um either year I think year 2000. So it had been like 20 years was God, the last yeah. time we talked. <laughs> so I'm like, I should find that guy and see what he's up to. I'm like, this looks like it because the mansion had a lot of music stuff in it yeah. and a couple of art pieces that I recognized from when I actually knew him. It's like, that's got to be him. So I uh, I found him. I eventually got a hold of him with a phone number or something. But um, then we talked for like a year or two, but he didn't seem that into it. Like, or, you know, like I, I think I I sent him a message or called him in November of like 2021 and he never got back to me until like march of 2022 or something so yeah. i was like you know i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do i talk to you every four months kind of thing or something it's like because his other son because he's like oh sorry i got busy over the holidays and um and then i i i was is one of his other kids i find their facebook and they're they're all having a big christmas party and everyone's there at the mansion i'm like you i, I didn't ask to be invited but i could have got a text back that would have been nice yeah. so it's like it was that kind of thing we're just like all right i'm done with this but before that we were talking quite a bit you know on and off anyway like quite a bit for him which is like every month or two months or something 
No, so, I know I'm not. Uh, but I heard he's retiring now, so I don't know what he's going to do for the next thirty years. Because hey, um, I... hang out with him, man. I, I I think you should. I mean, get to know him. Just be the only reason I say that is because how what, what is he like in his fifties or sixties or seventies? Like, how old is the dude? Like... He was pretty young when he had me. He might be. Um... Like, I don't know. I think he's probably like in his early sixties. Early sixties, yeah, I'd yeah. say, dude. Uh, and you didn't. And how how long have you been able to be around him? At least, like you said, a grand total of like. <laughs> well, uh, when I knew him in middle school, we'd see each other. Well, he was kind of living near me, so we'd see each other once every few months, kind of thing. And then he moved yeah. out of province, so then we'd see each other kind of once a year. And then he wasn't really called. And then I went to work for him in like uh, right after high school, just so I didn't know what I was doing, kind of thing. And that was okay. It was on. It was construction and. Uh, like northern Alberta, it was he. He mostly built highways, is what he built, highways and roads. And then he started, yeah, he started doing like airport runways and then subdivisions. But initially, his main thing was building highways. So I worked for him a bit there. And then we got in this big fight. That was the first. We never really got in a fight before that because we were kind of similar personalities. We always got along. But um, but like I, so I go there. It's the first time we're ever actually living in the same town. And again, I just I don't really see him. He's at a different hotel. I'm somewhere else. I kind of don't see him on the job site that much. And then his other kids show up again, and he's staying at the. They're staying at the hotel with him, and they're all going to dinner every night. It just it was a weird like it's it's it was more just he doesn't really know how to handle family that well. He's been divorced <laughs> a few times, so I've got like his stepkids and stuff like that. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was like uh, personally had a problem with me. It was just he um he doesn't know how to deal with stuff like that that well, and I can only handle it so much. So I thought, yeah. well, I can handle it better this time. Twenty. Years later and i did for a while but then it's like all right this I, that's enough i'm done yeah. <laughs> yeah he just could be lacking a social ability you know maybe he's just not yeah. as you know you and that that can happen sometimes man maybe he's just you know maybe he's just super obsessed with what he does and just finds yeah interacting well, he with works, his kid. he works like 15 hours a day for years on end <laughs> like yeah. he does his little christmas vacation but um yeah like 5 a.m to like six every single day for years just and, consumed uh, with the work man i mean I, I i get it to a degree but i also think like you know it's always good to make time for the family when you can you know <laughs> like uh, that's why i hope he hopefully if he retires soon maybe he'll maybe be more connected with you i just like seeing people you know i i just like seeing i guess you could say um i like seeing those like little happy endings you know where people like get uh you know, have a, have a bit of better relationship, you know, with whether it's their father, their mother, you know, and stuff like that. I, I love seeing it, man. I like seeing a, I like seeing a better scenario. So. Yeah. At least I did what I wanted to do. And then I'm able to move on. Like when I got a hold of him, finally, I like, I sent him like thousands of dollars worth of stuff, like artwork, uh, vinyl records, like rock t-shirts, Blu-rays, all kinds of stuff, all mostly to do with music and concerts, stuff that I, I knew he hadn't seen yet, or or like he loves Spinal Tap. I got this cool like Spinal Tap artwork I sent to him, nice. like stuff like that. And that's um, cool, man. So I figured at least I'll I'll step up, I'll move on. You know, it's almost like a formal, like biblical kind of like honor thy mother father kind of thing. It's like mm -hmm. let's try it that way. Let's forget the uh, everything else that happened and just um, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least I put everything on the table. Hey, I, I'm here if you hey, want a relationship kind of. Hey, thing, you extended like the olive branch, yeah. and it's always extended if he wants. Uh, you know, that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. And he never you know. got hostile. It was just he would just vanish for months. So I'm just like, all right, well, see you later. Then <laughs> you know where to find me if anyone's looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man. but yeah that was my family's philosophy growing up it's like spinal you ever seen spinal tap 
Oh, you know what? Um, Spinal Tap. Isn't that? Oh, that's a that's like a movie. It's like a weird. Yeah, it's like the British movie. rock stars. It's like a comedy. It's like a spoof. Yeah, like, I, I, I I never I never saw it, but I've heard descriptions of it. If I remember right, I'm trying to remember if I if this is what I'm thinking of. Because at the end of the movie, they're um, the credits are rolling. They get like some extra stuff in there, and the drummer's sitting in a bathtub and they're interviewing him, and and he and they're asking him, "So, what's your philosophy on life?" He goes, "Well, <laughs> I suppose my philosophy on life would be sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but." <laughs> I suppose as long as there was a sex and drugs, I could do without the rock and roll. <laughs> that's basically the that's basically my, the family I grew up with, which was like that's about it. And it's like like I made the mistake of like taking music and stuff seriously. It's like no, you're not supposed to care about that. You're supposed to care about the drugs. Music is just <laughs> what you put on the background as an excuse for doing the drugs. But I never got the memo, but that was their thing. So they all kind of ended up into drugs and stuff. And, yeah, then, and then I became like the nerd. It's like uh, I didn't know I wasn't I supposed to actually listen to any music. <laughs> yeah man that's 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 funny man oh my god but hey you know you, you you came out right though you did you know it's a good thing man as long as you come out right on all of it i think drugs the only drug i like i can't believe my life is totally different than it was two years ago it's like a year and a half ago i knew nothing about investing i could kind of explain half of the movie the big short that was about all i knew oh and now yeah. it's like like in a year and a half like i I can't believe I like when you're talking to this Baltimore guy, Aiden is like, I can't believe I understand anything you're saying. Like either <laughs> of you, because a year and a half ago, I knew none. I knew nothing. Like some, like there's been a few people lately who have been like, um, Hey, maybe uh, like coworkers and stuff, maybe we'll get together and you can explain some of this investing to me. Cause I kind of want to get involved. And I thought, Oh, that sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then I sit down and I start thinking of what I would tell them. I'm like, I don't know where I'd start because I just spent hours like alone, like reading this stuff. And it's like, I, I'm nowhere near an expert now. <laughs> I just know enough to like buy a stock and yeah. kind of have some idea. But it's like, I don't even know where I'd start. Like I would tell them, you, you're going to have to spend hours alone <laughs> figuring this stuff out <laughs> like I did. It's like, you're going to lose money right off the start because you won't know what you're doing. Dude, if I, if like, I were to know, come up with three rules, by the way, that I think would help your coworkers out if they want to know good investing practices. Number rule number one is this: if everyone's investing in it or doing it, it's probably not good for you. <laughs> it's probably not worth it. Um, two, diversify as much as you can. Three, basically just buy great companies, buy companies that are well established. That's that dude. That's honestly, if if I was to go investing, if I had three simple rules, those would be it. Don't do yeah, what everybody else just, is doing. I would tell them here's a, here's a here's a few good ETFs. Pick one. That's yeah. what I would do. <laughs> buy and hold, dude. Buy and hold breaks the mold, man. That's the. It's funny though the dividend YouTube community. There's video after video after video. It's like um, how you can how you can retire faster. How how can you retire the fastest through dividend stocks? It's like how you can make more money at dividend stock. Like and it's all just like. Um, but every video is the same. There's hundreds of them. It's all just, hey, the more shares you have, the more dividends you get. It's like, it only needs to be a five second video. And they're usually about 10 minutes. It's like, yeah. you can see here, I put more money in. So I had more shares <laughs> than my dividends went up. It's like, there's nothing to explain. <laughs> so something funny I always think about, I was thinking about this the other day. I thought about this. When I, when I buy Bank of America, right? When I buy like a Bank of America stock, right? I'm basically an owner of the ATMs, the branches, 
And if those ATMs, if those, you know, when everybody uses an ATM or there's some transaction fee or something and there's some loan given out, I'm a shareholder, man. I'm a part of the game. And like people, people, the problem is people look at investing. Well, they look at the stock market like a gambling arena, a gambling arena, because the television shows, CNBC, for instance, constantly convinces people. They're like, look at the S&P 500's up. Oh, no, it's down. We're all fucked. You know, and they make people get panicky and freak out. When in all reality, <laughs> they should treat the stock market like buying good real estate. If I'm buying Bank of America, dude, dude, I'm buying Bank of America. Whoa. Like, that's the way people need to think about it. They need to think about if I'm buying Bank of America stock, I am an owner of Bank of America. That's the way they got to look at it. If people look at it from the owner mentality, you'll never think of it as a gambling arena again. You're thinking I'm an owner. You know, I'm big money. I'm an owner. You know, if you think that way, you're always fine. But if you think of it like I'm in a casino smoking cigarettes and taking a dump, you know, that's that's the wrong way to look at it. You know, yeah, it's just hard to get people into it. It's like you got to get them into that mindset from have being like an employee mindset or they're a government worker or they're or they're like a college student. You're not really thinking about owning a bank when you're like, you know, or yeah. even like, um. Yeah, and um, oh, what else are they going to say? Yeah, Better to just, own the know, bank than rob it. <laughs> and all this stuff is like, yeah, like I've never I've never listened to more nerds in my entire life than I have the last year. It's just been nothing but nerds, just one after another. No, I'm like, the biggest. I'm the biggest. This is man. the most math I've ever had to do since high school. <laughs> like I've done so much math in the last year trying to figure out projections and like, you know, oh, what's the What's the yield on cost of this after 10 years? What's the compound on that? It's like you have to become a nerd for at least a year to figure I, this stuff out. I will say the one best rule I could give you, never overcomplicate it. Yeah. Never overcomplicate the process. And try to try to think as long term as you can. Try to think that try to think of it like a house you're gonna live in. Like yeah. if if I'm buying a house and I'm gonna live in it for 20 years, it better be decent, you know. So if I'm going to buy a company and I'm going to be holding it for 20 years, it better be decent. You know what I mean? It's got to be good. It's got to be worth it. Um, and that's really it. I mean, when you're looking at a balance sheet, man, all you need to look at is, I mean, I'm, I, a strong man's going to kick my ass for saying this. One of the main things I look at is assets versus liabilities. If it has way more assets than it, when I say liabilities, I mean like how much debt does it owe? Do they owe the mafia money? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do they owe other banks money and stuff or whatever? But any company, man, as long my my ratio is three over one. Right. Uh, three th assets times three over liabilities times one. And essentially, basically, what I'm trying to say is: is this company in in, in a lot of debt? And if it isn't great, does it have a lot of assets? I'm turned on. Yes, it does. That's my main focus. Um, and then if a company is also a has a large, a decent product pipeline, like an okay product, like a lot of products, you know, uh, another thing, um, what are their earnings? Are their earnings constantly growing over time? Also, PE ratio matters. Price over earnings does matter. So if it's overvalued, you'll know in an instant. Um, also, another thing. Are institutional investors investing in it? 
like Warren, like guys like Warren Buffett or guys like Charlie Munger, you know, stuff like that. Big, big money is smart money investing in it. Then sweet. Let's get into it, too. <clears throat> but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. D don't don't overcomplicate it is all I as all I ask, because uh, I don't want to I, I, I see people fall into the complication trap where it, it's not it, people don't overcomplicate it is all I ask, because you're, you're doing yourself a disservice by overcomplicating it. But still, you know, look at the different things about the companies if you do want to individually invest. But honestly, an S&P 500 index fund is not a bad start either. That's probably just as good of a start. Yeah, well, I mean, and if you're investing for dividends, that's the strategy where you don't have to you don't have to know everything. The whole point of it is that you get, you can just invest and then go back to your life and check yeah. in 20 years later, you know, or just yeah. put in like 100 bucks a week or whatever you're doing. That's sort of the strategy for people who don't want this, don't want to be <laughs> consumed by investing because they have right. other interests, you know, and same well, with just like an index fund. Like you said, if you want to just live your life and not not ha have this like consume it, then that's what you should do. Just, you know, put in and check in 20 years later, you know. <laughs> By the way, well, this is just for enter. This is for entertainment purposes only. This is not stock advice. Yes. I have to say that first. Yes, but I was yes. going to say my all-time favorite U.S. <laughs> stock is Flowers Foods. Do you have any Flowers Foods? Flowers Foods. Well, they make Wonder Bread and and like a bunch of snack cakes. And oh, are you serious? But if I didn't you look even... at their if you look at their stock over the last twenty years, they're indestructible. <laughs> it's like the um, the mortgage crisis did nothing to stop them. The um, <laughs> COVID did nothing to stop them. Well, they're a defensive they stock because they're 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 a food company, man. Food yeah, companies they, they've gone tend to do straight well. up for 20 years straight and they raise their dividend a cent a year. And it's like um nothing can beat them. No, no crisis that's happened. It just straight up. They didn't even dip during COVID. They didn't do it. The, the only time they dipped dude. was when they did a stock split, and that's it. Why the hell? Well, yeah, when you do a stock split, you're actually not dipping at all. So yeah. when when you do a stock split, now are you talking about a reverse split or just a, a standard stock split? I think it was a standard split, yeah. Yeah, because standard stock split. So what that does is it like, I'll give you an example. Like let's say let's say you only own one share of the company, right? And we yeah. announce a stock split. Let's say I don't know, um, one over three or something like that. So you trade in one share and you'll get three back and a one over. I think the ratio is a little fucked up the way I'm saying it, but yeah, basically. Your exchange stock splits a good thing, by the way. It yeah. doesn't make the company more valuable. The comp the valuation still remains the same, but what it does is it actually makes the shares a little more affordable. So you yeah. still have the same value of shares. So let's say you had one share of this company for 20 bucks, right? And then the yeah. split. Oh no, no, hold on. Let's do make it easier. 30 bucks. One share, 30 bucks, right? And then the split, the stock split happens. You're gonna have you're gonna trade that one share and you're gonna get three, right? So now yeah. each of your shares is 10 bucks per share. It's still yeah. the same dollar amount in total. You just get more shares, but because there's more shares in total, that that devalues each share, but you still have the natural same value. It's a weird, it's a it's, it, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I think like the dividend might drop, but it, it'll go back up eventually. And I don't even know if flowers dropped it after the stock split. It's just they're like a juggernaut. They can't be beat. <laughs> oh, do they do they not have a dividend? No, they got a dividend. Oh, but I just don't. I don't think they cut it even during the stock split. I can't remember, but but oh, um, you, no, 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 stock split. So here's the thing, man. Like I said, stock split's a good thing. Like when they do it, 
<coughs> you're what you're doing is you're like the company like this the, like legitimately the company valuation remains the exact same yeah people tend to buy more shares though because on, on a price per share basis it becomes more affordable you as yeah. the shareholder technically don't lose anything when a stock spread right. happens and same thing with the reverse stock split now reverse stock split is a little more negative that's a more negative sign a regular stock split is basically just saying uh, you can trade in your one share for every one share you own, you get three shares, um, yeah. stuff like that. So it's just kind of like basically saying, hey, we're a profitable company. We can dilute our shares a little bit by doing this stock split and we'll be totally a OK. It just makes it to where more retail investors can afford it on a per share basis. So. Yeah, they're trying to like uh, raise more funds. So yeah, flowers is great. Well, do you use a dividend reinvestment plans for you, or do you do you like to direct your dividends yourself? I don't do any of the, uh, so I don't do any of that automatically. Um, here's it's a weird process. So I take the dividends that I have and I just let them sit for the most part in my account. Mm -hmm. I don't actually re now. Here's the thing: I don't reinvest the dividends, but I do constantly add money to my brokerage where i just keep buying more companies okay. uh, it's really weird i don't know i don't i don't like to here's why i don't reinvest automatically <clears throat> the reason i don't let the brokerage do it for me is because i like looking for different companies mm -hmm. i like looking as long as they're good i don't i don't fun fact i don't spend that much time looking at the stock market in a day I, in a grand total, I look at my brokerage accounts probably 10 or 15 minutes for the whole day in yeah. grand total. I take one quick look and I'm like, do I see any good deals today? Do I see any good companies? And I'll be like, okay, I'll do a little research if I find one. If I don't, I'm typically adding more money to an existing position, you know? That's pretty much it. So it's, it's simple, man. I just stack the logs. I'm just putting more wood on the, I'm putting more wood on the fire is really what I'm doing is all I'm ever doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got some stuff in dividend drip plans, dividend reinvestment plans. Then there's other things where, um, where I can't, because I use through my stock broker it mine doesn't let me buy like a fractional share of something. You have to buy like a whole share or nothing. So there's mm -hmm. some where I need like 20 grand to buy one share like a dividend payout. <laughs> so for those, I just take the dividends and then I, I mean, but other ones that are like a higher yield, you can just, you only need like a few thousand dollars to get like a, an automatic reinvestment every month or quarter yeah. or something. So for those, <laughs> I keep them in drip, but. So the reason I do it the way I do it, just want to give you a heads up why I do it that way. It's kind of a weird philosophy. Um, I, and I'm trying, oh, I'm just, I'm just sharing this real fast here. Hold on. I'm actually sharing our live stream here with a few people because I, there's a few people I think would appreciate it. Um, okay. So the reason I I want to start treating any dividend payout that I get as a form of income. Yeah. Uh, so I pretend like it's income coming at me that I can use at my disposal. And then anything I make from work, anything I make from YouTube, or do you know Spotify is paying me now, by the way? Spotify oh, right is paying my ass. It's crazy. Um this is what dude actually have you thought about doing just a straight up audio podcast where you're because I know I know that you kind of don't want to like, you know, put yourself in the position to uh, what do you call it to get because um, I your, your fear is very valid because I fear like I would get fired for half the opinions I have. <laughs> but like um, 
but like have you ever thought about doing a podcast where you use like the moniker tim smith you know you just say hey i'm tim smith and this is the audio podcast you, you can make decent money on like using anchor fm to distribute it to like spotify and stuff but yeah, I'll think about it. I mean, ideally, I think I'd want to do interviews. Like, I'd want to interview mostly like political philosopher type people, like a like a Curtis Yarvin or a Michael Malice or whatever, and maybe do like a thirty minute thing where I ask him questions. That'd probably be ideal for me, because otherwise, um, you know, there's stuff like there's stuff I know about, but there's already a lot of on there. Like, you know, like I wrote a book on like a David Lynch movie. I could talk about David Lynch, but oh, there's yeah. a million videos on David Lynch. You know, um, I could talk about the pumpkins. I could talk about hockey. I could talk about UFC. But there's a million, like, channels like that. So, um, but the only reason I'd want to do interviews is because I feel like I'm at a point where I'm watching these people get interviewed all the time. And I feel like some of the best questions aren't being answered. So that's where I feel like I could maybe do something a little different there. But um, but we'll th- I'll see what happens. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about I'm thinking about it. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I think here's the thing, man. I Here's what I think. Um. I think you because it, 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 podcasting does give you a little bit of an anonymity factor. Yeah. Um, if you, it's only your voice, if it's only your voice. And that's why I think I'm lucky because there's a lot of Michael Garza's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, my name, if you look at my name, I'm a very common name. Um, it's tough to figure out which one's which. And well, when you search Michael Garza on YouTube, it comes up as someone from the Disney Channel. Is like the first thing that comes up. Yep, exactly. He's um, he's like, yeah, he's some Disney kid or whatever. But yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, like, I want to be the real Michael Garza, to be honest. I want to be the Michael Garza that shows up on the first result. But um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of well, keep... our, our last video got six hundred views. I, I look back through your That's channel. That might have been your biggest video. You might have had one be- way before that that was bigger. Oh, I actually, you want to know what my biggest video is, unfortunately? Oh, <laughs> it's how to find porn on YouTube. And it has over 97,000 views last time I checked. Oh, you're right. No, I am. Um, yeah. I've when, got when some I weird videos. Channel, I, I remember seeing that because I was like, let's see what this guy's biggest video is. And that's what it was. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but our the video actually, as far as interviews go, I haven't done a lot of interview, but I've had a lot of like conversations with people. The one with yeah. the 600 views was actually one of the bigger ones that I've had. So that was pretty cool. It was just, it was funny. It was such a simple formula. I just had my phone like this the whole time <laughs> to the fucking microphone. And you just, I just had you on speakerphone the whole time. So, but this is better. I like this better. This is way easier. Dude, did you notice that we've been on here for two hours? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like this podcasting. Like, you know, like that's what Rogan said when he started, you know, yeah. he started doing it uh, backstage at the comedy store on his little phone, just like showing what was going on backstage for like five minutes. He never thought that you'd talk to someone and two hours would go by. Yeah, like, that's never happened before. Like for the first hundred years of media for radio and television, there'd be discussions and stuff like that. But they were, I mean, 30 minutes or less. The most you would have is like a one hour talk show with commercials. And so they'd have like a guest on. So how much talking is on there? Maybe like 35, 40 minutes. No one ever thought you could just have like a two, three hour conversation. You know, I saw one Lex Friedman one. He talked to a guy for eight hours. Like yeah. some Indian scientist. It's an eight hour video. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think I could ever do like an eight hour one. That would be too tough for me. Like even right now I'm feeling a little bit <laughs> winded. I'm like, oh man. Like I'm not, I'm like, I'm a kind, I'm a somewhat of a social creature, but 
Yeah. Like I'm not the most social person in the world, but <laughs> you push it to the limit. You know your limits like about two hours now. <laughs> yeah, I think two hours. I like pushing it to the limit though. This is fun. Plus, I honestly just enjoy talking to you, man. You're a fun, you're a fun dude, and I, I enjoy listening to you, man. Like, yeah, I, I have fun with this, dude. Like, um, and also it was really cool that we had uh, as uh, as someone else, uh, my boy Aiden, you know, in the in the thing yeah. with us a little bit earlier. You know, we He'd should be a call good guy it... for you to do like a weekly segment with, like bring that guy on. Yeah, we could, you know, we could call it a, we could call it two old dudes and a kid or something <laughs> that would be called the segment. <laughs> call it two old dudes and a kid, just live stream. And the, this kid, this, this kid's taking old men to school, basically just teaching us, teaching us all sorts of shit. That'd be kind of cool, We're man. Just... Actually, two, two men. Yeah, just you and him. It'd be, it'd be two guys, one book. And then you, <laughs> you can read like this. You can read like this. What is it? The Snopes notes or whatever it's called. And then he could just come with the whole thing or something. I love it, man. I love it. That's funny. Now he's a smart cookie, man. I can't believe he's 21 years old and just playing it smart the way he's playing it, man. It's cool. I I'm supporting this kid, man. I, I, I want, I want well, that's this the kid thing to... is so many people nerd out over stuff that's not going to help them. Like they nerd mm-hmm. out over their, like their Pokemon card collection or they like nerd out over. Um... I will admit, yeah. though, my buddy yeah. um, do, is sitting on like uh, I think he's sitting on like seventy thousand dollars worth of Pokemon <laughs> cards, though. So I, it's not the like it, it kind of works, though. But people nerd out over stuff like that, you know, sometimes it's too much video games or it's like, or they collect Funko Pops or, but the thing is, um, that's not going to help you as much as like whatever this guy's doing. Like he's got all these stacks of economic books. And if you're going to be a nerd, nerd out over something that's going to like be able to give you a life at the end of it. Exactly. And dude, it's funny because he's got the same mentality I do. I buy books after books after books. I'm, I'm a cheap ass though. He's buying them on Amazon, whereas I'm buying them at my local goodwill like you ever been to a goodwill before yeah we got lots of thrift stores here i don't know if we have an actual goodwill though we got salvation army and stuff like yeah, that salvation army is always a good place so i buy all no joke i so i live in kind of a retirement i wouldn't say a retirement community per se but i live in an area that's kind of next to a richer city and a lot of these old people bring their books yeah and they they donate their old books and i found great books all over the fucking place. Like right now, I could um. Hold on. Let's see. I don't got anything crazy on here. I these are all next to me right here. But like, I don't know. I'll find this is this seems like kind of a grifty book, but it's not bad. But like the Doctor's Diet, for example, decent <laughs> book. Uh, I haven't read all of it yet, but it's pretty good so far. Uh, I got business writing for dummies. I wanted to get. I want to be a better business writer. You know, write better titles, write better anything. You know. Yeah. And then photo reading. Paul Sheely, <laughs> my boy, like, you know, kind of just roll with it, but uh, it's good. Shit, man. <laughs> no, you're right. It's like, um, the town I moved to, they've got, um, some guys got like, I think it looks like an old movie theater or playhouse or something, but, it, um, it's long gone. Like this was like from maybe like 80 years ago, the guys converted it to like a giant, just book emporium. And it's got like 300,000 books in there. And I was in there a while ago and I found like, um, this is one book from it, but it's like a because I'm into history and stuff, and this oh, yeah, is like yeah. a four book set. This is um, this is about um John Churchill, the Duke of Marlborough, mm. but it's written by Winston Churchill, like the British Prime Minister, who was like 
one of his descendants. But anyway, oh. he was like a military general in like the early 1700s. But I'd been looking for this set forever. And it's like, I, I couldn't find a way to buy it online. And it, I don't think it was super rare, but I just, I couldn't find it or anything. And then the, I walk in the store and the guy's got the set and there's no price <laughs> on it. I was like, I've been looking for this forever. He's like, oh, maybe I should charge a lot then. But he didn't really charge me that much. But but yeah, That's these... Cool. um. Yeah, definitely check out used bookstores. There's some weird stuff in there sometimes. You'll find also, dude. That's why I love like Goodwill, uh, Salvation Army. Those are my main ones when it comes to getting my books. And dude, it's just crazy the the amount of. Uh, so funny thing is, I'm, I'm a software developer nerd. I love like, like you know, I like programming in Java, Python, and all those like high level ones, high level programming mm -hmm. languages. And I, I found an antique book, uh, for Java. It was the Java. It was the Java two book. Like this is like back in like 19, I think this was written in 1999 it was, or maybe it was, Oh, it might even been 1998. I can't remember. I'll have to look at the copyright date again, but this is like, it still applies today because Java um, still has the same syntax, but it, it, you get to look at all the old libraries for the programming language. Cause programming languages like high-end ones like Java have so many built-in libraries for functionality which when i say libraries i mean like just things that you could pull and and utilize to make the computer do whatever the fuck you want it to do basically right and um like it's crazy the stuff you could do in java i'm just gonna say that fucking right now it's insane <laughs> but but yeah i'm not gonna nerd out over that too much but yeah like i'll find like these old books that still have decent material in it but it's just it's kind of fun because it almost feels like you're you're walking into a time capsule you know what I mean? Because some of the things they reference, for instance, it's like it's it's nice to see a world before. Like, I love cell phones. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to see a world before cell phones again. You know how people like wrote books and how people. Well, do you remember when websites had chat rooms when that was a thing? That was cool. That was badass. But like, you don't see that anymore, do you? There's no more yeah. chat rooms. I need, I need to implement that on my website. I got like <laughs> I think my domains. I don't ever check my website, though. It's called GarzaBrand.com. But. I, I, no, I kinda... it was a big deal. I met some girl in a chat room. This would have been in the '90s or late '90s, I guess. And um, she was actually some Mexican girl in Sacramento. She was in Yuba City, which is north of Sacramento. Mm, and um, yeah. I remember it was rated one of the bottom five cities in all of America for like oh, a Jesus. few times or something. Oh damn! But man. um, but she was there, and um, yeah, and I ended up I ended up going and I stayed with her for a few days because um, my favorite band, the Pumpkins, was doing an autograph signing in San Francisco. And that's the where, pumpkins? where she, where she, she yeah. was. This is actually the autograph right here that I got. Wait, are you talking about uh, Smashing Pumpkins or the? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. But I met her in a chat room. It was like the ProWrestling.com chat room or something. And um, because of that, I went down. I stayed there, and then I went to like the uh, the autograph signing, and she came. But it was funny. But yeah, there used to be chat rooms like in websites because you know how um you know um they did like the, the, the to catch a predator. All yeah. the time with that. What's that guy's name again? Oh, Chris Hansen. Yep. Yeah, but I can never understood like because they don't. They'd always say, um, "We have your chat transcript," or "This is what you said in the chat room." And I'm like, "There are no other chat rooms. Where are these chat rooms?" But I think they were just talking on dating sites or something. Well, but I think a lot of them are like in. There are still chat rooms that are on the web, on the internet, but um, they're like these like weird forums and stuff. And what happens is people will will meet it's tough how they meet because usually it is dating websites i think is how they do it for the most part but well, um what did the yeah. catch a predator was doing which i didn't understand was they would be on a dating site and they would message someone 
and say, hey, um, how's it going? And their profile would say they're like 25. And then in the course of the chat, they would say, oh, hey, I'm actually 16 or something. And well, then the yeah. guy, if they and that's that? to lure in the sexual predators, basically. Yeah, but like, I didn't understand that because he didn't really explain that on the show. Like, I didn't understand where are they just – why are these, like, random teenagers just on some website? It's like, oh, okay, because they're saying they're one age, then they're saying they're another, then the yeah. guy's showing up. But yeah, I didn't understand. I could never figure that out. It's like, where are these <laughs> chat rooms? Like, what's even going on? <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of them, like, reach out to each other, like, on, like, those – on, like, either Facebook Messenger or something or whatever oh, okay. uh, tools they use. But <laughs> – I don't know. It's it's strange, but I always found <laughs> I always I like doing Chris Hansen impressions. I'm like I'm Chris Hansen, Dateline NBC. Uh, we well, have we you have watched a, Jacob Wolf Predator DC? No, oh, I've heard. I remember you mentioning Jacob Wolf actually a few times. Um, yeah, Jacob Wolf W O H L. He does wall, the same thing, but it's a wall got you. W yeah, he was uncensored for a while. Now he's out on YouTube, but he um he does the same thing in Washington D.C. A few weeks ago, they got like Chuck Schumer's former press secretary showed up. Oh, and Jesus. they've had like judges and FBI agents, and because it's in D.C., right? It's all powerful people, so two people are just walking in left and right. It's so funny. Hey, if you want to go to Pedo Island, it's all there in D.C., man. <laughs> that's where, that's where Pedo Island really is. Anyway, man. Okay, so I just realized, man, we've been on here for like 10 hours, not, not 10 hours, two hours and 10 minutes. I'm, I gotta admit, I'm a little bit out of it right now, but <laughs> you want to just call it a stream and call it good? Yeah, so how does this work? Does this go up on YouTube now? It's like, I know on? it's on there now. Does oh, it get yeah. saved to YouTube? It gets saved to YouTube, yeah. So, like, it's on there right now, and it'll, it should be archived after. Once I end the broadcast, it'll go. I've actually, I can end the broadcast and we can still talk to each other. Hold on, I I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna end the broadcast real quick. Just stay on the stay on there though. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye Tim Smith. I'll see you in a second. Just stay on the stay on there. Just I, I'm in the 